0: Maybe we should just accept that our offense is our offense, which is good enough to keep us in ball games and allow our defense to win. Which there's an entire three generations of Georgia football fans would say that's how you win championships.
1: It has been nine years, ten months, and 27 days since the Georgia Bulldogs and the Texas A&M Aggies last met on a football field. That was the 2009 Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana, which ended in a 44-20 Georgia victory. To help illustrate how long it's been, that game featured veteran NFL receiver A.J. Green for the Dogs and Super Bowl 50 MVP linebacker Vaughn Miller for the Aggies. Much has been made of the fact that A&M joined the SEC eight years ago, and this matchup this Saturday marks the first meeting between the schools as conference foes. It's a historical matchup between two blue-blood college football powers and will be a critical final test for Georgia before it meets LSU in the SEC championship game in just two weeks. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 210 of the Waitin' Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today in studio by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, and we spend time talking about the history of Texas A&M, because why not? They're playing in Athens on Saturday. Some of their unique traditions, and we also try to figure out what Georgia will need to do to preserve their number four ranking. Hashtag survive in advance. But towards the end of the show, we'll jump into some Aggie trivia, because why not? <laughs> we make our choices on buy or sell, Make some college football picks and spend a good amount of time answering your Twitter and your Instagram questions. Also, if you're going to be in Athens on Saturday, we do announce a location for our post-game meetup. So make sure you listen to find out where we are going to be. We always appreciate you tuning us in, and that doesn't change for you tuning us in today. We appreciate it. So let's just jump on into it. Here's Will to kick us off.
2: I feel like Texas A&M, uh, because they're so new to the SEC, I think a little their fan base insanity is sometimes a little bit underappreciated, um, and maybe I'm wrong in that. I think they're totally appreciated. <laughs> okay, they good.
0: belong in the SEC a long time ago. It's so
2: funny. Like the guy, the you know, example I always use on this, uh, and don't worry. But uh, Robert Gates, former Secretary of Defense under President Bush, Mm -hmm. um, when he he was the president of Texas A&M before he was the secretary under George W. Bush, and he – this was a deadspin story back in the day about how there had been rumors for a really long time. That one of the posters on the Texas A and M message board might have been Robert Gates, and no one—they were like, "Oh no, that's crazy." And I used to get tips about, it and I was like, "There's no way." But bashing the football team? No, he just—he was just an obsessed fan. Oh, okay. he was just like, like just a normal obsessed fan. He wasn't bashing the team. He, but it was under a pseudonym, and it was like he was just obsessive the way that fans are about obsesses on the message board. But no one thought it was actually him. And then, like literally, like two days after he accepted the job as the Secretary of Defense Robert Gates, like a very serious man, said, "Okay, just so I have to let everybody know because this 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 came up when we did vetting that was me I was oh, that did guy. to it he did confess to it that it was him." That it was him the entire time. And, and, he, and he went back and it wasn't like he said, they should fire this guy, this is terrible. But like, there were, the comments were like, we need to work on the O-line, this running back's not playing as well. But he was, he is a, he was a football obsessive to where he posted on message boards and had to stop doing it because he became Secretary of Defense.
1: It was like the ag event?
2: Yeah,
0: that is an that is a, a example
2: Reveille, of an obsessive yeah. fan base to me when the I'm, president of the university is out there posting on message boards. You don't boards.
0: think Jerry Moorhead has a... No. I'm going to guess
2: he does not. Okay. I'm going to guess he does not. That does not seem his
1: style. I've always kind of admired them from afar, and even still, because we haven't played them in 10 years. But with their their Midnight Yell, the Army Corps of Cadets, their huge band. I mean, they have one of the most amazing bands in the entire country. Unfortunately, they're not marching at Sanford Stadium. They are bringing 100 members. Uh, which is like a third of what their the members, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, I read in the in the an article part. they're not going to be marching, which is kind of a bummer because that's. I mean,
0: is that because it's something George is doing, or are they just not? Right. No. So the, the way this works is that you can take your band to one away game in conference. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and I'm I'm sure they. Chose, you know, I think I, I think they talked about this in Chapel Bell Curve Yeah, thing. I'm sure they yeah, did. Yeah, Na- yeah, that's Nathan's. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's absolutely Nathan's lane, right? Um, that's really interesting because I. It doesn't really matter How I knew that I just knew that Was actually the truth It was the truth Before And I remember I I don't really remember The Deadspin story about But I just remember I remember And Deadspin did not Uncover him I had just I had just always Gotten
2: the tips That there was this guy Okay yeah Yeah but I wasn't uh, Contrary to popular opinion Deadspin did not just run Everything unvetted Like I could never Nail it down That it was him And then when he got the job When he accepted the job uh, He he confessed to it And it was pretty
0: awesome I'm glad
1: I haven't had Enough bourbon Because Are there <laughs> other famous people that are known rabid college football fans like that you can think of off the top of your head where it would maybe surprise you like, like that? the Texas A&M fans? Or or any, anywhere. Like anybody, does any like other famous person or person in Oh, high, Matthew
0: McConaughey totally posted. Okay. Personal, yeah. Someone personal like nation like Or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: It's funny. I used to think it was really cool that Condoleezza Rice was really into it, but
0: then she got on the, then she got the committee, got on the committee yeah. and then it actually took some of the fun out of it. Yeah. Um. I, it's, altogether possible that you know somebody like um oh Matthew McConaughey obviously but who's the guy that's the big uh, Ryan Seacrest is a college football fan yeah Seacrest you
1: know he did the stadium intro for South Carolina yeah I blame him (laughs) I blame him personally Uh, you know they change it up all the
0: time who's a big big North Carolina fan I'm, I'm thinking of um not Ben Folds. He's an artist. He's
1: a <laughs> musician, though.
2: I, I do like that the Flaming Lips are huge Oklahoma
1: fans. That checks out. See, that's, that's what I mean. Ben yeah. right? That, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to where one. you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. I got something else in common. That's
2: always my favorite kind of thing. They're also huge Oklahoma City Thunder fans. So it's so funny that, like, to watch these, like, young, cool basketball players, like, get high fives from, like, this very old, obviously acid, <laughs> brain burned uh, rock star in his and mid-
1: well, You know, Mike fans. Mills
2: is a big Georgia Mike Mills fan. is a huge sports fan. Yeah,
0: George, uh, Millsy is always tweeting about Georgia. And- I, players, mean, I, I mean, I
2: mean, he's baseball. Baseball, yeah, baseball be, is
0: yeah. his jam. Yeah, yeah, baseball is definitely his big thing. Um, to me, I have to
2: say that is a cool uh, to, to have your like I John Hamm for example being a Cardinals fan. I, I love that he's my he's my team celebrity fan. The Secretary of Defense is a cool. No,
0: oh, yeah, <laughs> the I former mean, Secretary of defense. I, another thing. But there's probably uh, probably half a dozen like professional golfers. That probably are on yeah. dog vent and places like that. Yeah, that I think about yeah, it. No question. Um, I can't. But, I can't confirm, but I'm just saying. I'm, I can make some assumptions.
2: You know, and the reason I, I kind of uh, uh, like to talk about Texas A&M so much is obviously Jimbo Fisher is their coach. Yeah, and uh, to spend that much money to bring him
0: in, I think he's still the, the top three paid coaches. Is he? I think he's not above Saban. Is he? He's not above Saban. Saban makes. Right. Uh, Two hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, I that's a ballpark. But <laughs> I think
2: uh, rounding down.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I think Dabo makes more. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're both in the nine million range. Right, right. But um, um,
2: but players can't be paid.
0: Uh, but Jimbo, uh, doing the
2: sport will. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M is like that. What that was doing, what they were doing with that, was basically saying, "You've won a national championship. We will pay whatever it takes for you to come here and do this." Now it's worth noting. Look what's happened to Florida State since he left. Things have. Collapse and not that he left them in the best spot, but they've not improved on that spot to any stretch of the imagination. And more to the point, I feel like you had to pay him this much money to take the job because Texas A&M is a great college football place and there's a people that they love it, but they also have to play Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. Every single year.
0: That's a more compelling argument than the one I was thinking, which is he has Jimmy Sexton as his agent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that, that's, how, that's, that's how you get the money. Actually, your argument's better. <laughs>
0: that's how you get the money. But Texas A&M feels like they
2: belong in the SEC, but they also feel like the fourth best program in the SEC West. Fair? Yeah,
0: that's—I mean, their ceiling's third. Right,
2: right. That's right? what I mean. And. Um, Like uh, geographically, you couldn't put them in the east. But if you put them in the east, I feel like it's like it's Georgia and then them in Florida. Yeah, and I and the SEC West is such a tough place to go into that you have that massive hill to climb every single year. And then when you add, like they did this year. At Clemson, at Clemson in the second game of the year, uh, you look up and like, wow, the record's not that good. Well, it's no wonder the record's not that good. And this year this year they get Georgia. So their preseason, people had them in top 10, top 15 teams in the country. They've lost a lot of games, but it doesn't feel like because it's because they're necessarily bad. I don't think they're as good as people thought they were going to
0: be. Right. And we, and we, but, I, I but have they, some ideas yeah, about where you're going with this. But, but they but, have lost, the games that they've lost... Most and teams would sort have of lost. Probably should have lost, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you know the interesting thing. I like that schedule. It's not a different schedule than South Carolina's. Uh, although LSU and Alabama are different. Yeah, games. those are two but, big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but they're going to you know, play three number one ranked teams. In one season, yeah, that, uh, that sounds when they, right. When they play, I
0: mean, look, when they booked, when they booked Clemson, I mean, Jameis Winston was still stealing crab leg clusters from local supermarkets. I mean, you know, so this was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, so when they did book Clemson, it was probably what twelve years ago.
0: Yeah, when Clemson was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, Will, you mentioned the struggle with them being in the West. I, I looked up their schedule since twenty fifteen. They went eight and five in twenty fifteen, eight and four in twenty sixteen, seven and six. In 2017, I think that's what got Sumlin out. Yeah, uh, they were nine and four last year. Did I do the math right on that? Yeah, that sounds right. And they're seven and three so far this year. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: well, I mean, look, Sumlin's problem was he um, Sumlin overpromised, and underdelivered. Right? He showed up, and uh, remember how hot he was the first year. Well, He had Manziel, and then Manziel turned into Manziel. Still one of the absolute best football games ever was that Manziel yes! game against
2: Alabama. Yes. That was that was beating Alabama like the way that nobody ever beats Alabama. right? And that was what was so exciting about that. Still, right. I, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Texas A&M. It was because so- I also I loved Johnny Manziel. So as a pro player, but as a college player, he was
0: so, so fun. Yeah, I mean, cocaine's a great drug, one. <laughs> Two. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. It is a hell of a drug. And second off, a bunch of football players do cocaine it's much better watching basketball players do cocaine. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Marshall Henderson, and um, Marshall Henderson was, was awesome. also awesome, also right.
2: a really fun player. Um, so we've discovered, hey, hey, listen, I, I'm not telling college students that you're going to do, more, not do You're going
0: to be more exciting to me personally if you do a bunch of cocaine, but you will be more exciting to me personally. There is there sure. is no correlation between their pro careers and cocaine use.
1: Yeah, Lawrence Taylor. See, he did
0: great with cocaine. Claudette Washington. (laughs) Yeah, but like cocaine. (laughs) He got more than five fouls a game. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, he could do it. Disclaimer: I don't know if any of these people oh, actually yeah. use cocaine. We do know Lawrence Taylor. I mean Lawrence <laughs> Taylor, yeah, and, and Claude Washington,
1: um, Otis Nixon. Otis oh, Nixon definitely Ethan did. I
0: <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> so here we are um, talking about drug players, uh, baseball players, and drug use. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I worked
2: we, in media for New, in New York City for thirteen years. Yeah, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> you assume I everybody, everybody does everybody. drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah except assume,
0: for yeah. yeah I just assumed the uh, Andy yeah, Pettit, but yeah, um,
2: yeah. he just says HGH. <sighs>
0: True story. Um, so, you know, the, the interesting thing about Texas A&M to the SEC, if you had to pick before before the expansion in 12, if you had to go and put your finger on one one team, except for maybe Clemson, one team that you could say belongs in the SEC. I mean, with A&M, right?
1: Yeah. Weren't they trying to get both Texas Well, they've been A&M? trying to
0: get Texas and A&M for 25 years. I yeah. mean, that was their original push to I mean, expand in 92. Everybody wants Texas. It was, it was like probably a, try to get Texas. It was was a really
1: good, good move for A&M to go to the SEC. Oh, 100%. Because Financially, because no it, question. Texas had just gotten the Longhorn Network, and they yeah. were just kind of enveloping the whole the whole region.
0: Well, I mean, that's why Missouri got out too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that went down, like I was in Columbia when all the, the conference realignment shakeup stuff started going down in 2009 and 10, and a lot of the Oklahoma schools and the Texas schools were going to the Pac-12. I mean, that was nearly, and we can spend a lot of time making fun of Chip Patterson about that, but I don't think his sources were wrong. I just think they were early, right? And I think part of that coming out actually kept them all together. But I remember sitting in Shakespeare's pizza in Columbia <laughs> and people were like, God, we're going to go to the mountain West with Kansas and yeah. Kansas state. Yeah. I mean, that's our only land spot because they're like, you know, big 10 has just taken Nebraska and already told them um, Missouri. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Right. And then they turned around and cause originally Texas and went to Texas said, we're going to the sec. You should come with us. And I'm like, screw you. You won't survive over there. And they are like, well, you should stay here with us. We can help you. And they're like, uh, You've read the room wrong. I mean, that's exactly how it went down. I mean, they could have ended up being
2: Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati is a team that, like, was really the one that was left out, right? Right, right. right. Like, with all the movement.
0: But right. then, you know, they they started making calls around and Missouri was like, hey, we're we to <laughs> yeah. the SEC in a heartbeat. Because they were really worried after a and left. Right. And it's still, I mean, look, they still could be not wrong that the the Big 12 falls apart at some point. Yeah. And there's some number of those schools Probably Iowa State and Kansas, Kansas State. I think Kansas, out. Kansas, because of basketball. I think will be okay.
2: But that'll be okay. Yeah. Kansas but, State, I would worry about Iowa right. State. I would definitely worry right. about. Um, yeah, but and, and all it takes is Texas moving, right? Like it's, Texas moving that that the places. I mean,
0: there is there is we could we could spend three weeks yeah. of podcasting talking about right. that time and how it worked out. But frankly, I mean, I'm not. I'm perfectly fine I am of the opinion that all of all the four teams that came in the SEC since 1992 the only one that I'm mad about is South Carolina and um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have some very specific reasons for that. Yeah. If you have spent any time in Central Missouri, frankly, culturally Central Missouri is far more like the South than it is the Midwest there is no um, question about that that um, in, in every good and bad way you can think of mm-hmm. you know and people are like, well you know Texas is different. Yeah, of course it's different, but so is Baton Rouge, and frankly, so is Starkville, Mississippi. So, you know, when you think about a fan base, the commitment to athletics generally and to football specifically – history, right? I mean, A&M has as many conference titles as Georgia does. Um, many of them are in different conference, but um, all of them are different conferences, but they still have as many conference titles as Georgia does, right? I and mean, they have they have a ton of long-term football history. Bear Bryant cut his teeth there. Shut up, Kentucky people. Um, okay, he won SEC in Kentucky.
1: Gene Stallings, too. Yeah, Gene
0: Stallings was a junction boy. I mean, he. I think Gene Stallings scored the first touchdown against Georgia mm. the first time they played, maybe? I don't know. Um, it's, that seems like I made up I think Georgia did play the Junction Boys, but you know, hey, Kentucky has won an SEC title and South Carolina had so that's always fun to get a dig in. the The other part about them being there is that that is the good kind of acquisition that big the big Tim was trying to go for and picking up Maryland and Rutgers because they saw SEC do it, get into all the Texas markets with one school, and they thought, oh, I think all the markets we can get into with Rutgers and Maryland <laughs> because you know who cares a whole lot about yeah. Midwest football in. Those places, um, New Jersey, New Jersey, and in Central Maryland.
2: As someone that lived in New York when uh, when Rutgers joined, uh, the, I was hoping <laughs> at the very least it would get the Big Ten network on the cable stations, and it did not.
0: It did not. <laughs> it did. But I mean, look, the one good thing it did for people in New York is they now play the Big Ten now plays their conference tournament in Barclays Center, right? Or they play Madison Square. That, which one the. Big Ten uh, basketball tournament.
2: Well, uh, last year was Mass Square Garden. Yeah, Mass Square Garden. It was, Garden. It was right. a week earlier. So yeah, they, but they had to play a week earlier right, right,
0: right, right, because right. that's Big East territory. Right. So, you know, look, Texas A&M being an SEC, uh, it feels weird talking about it now after seven years, but it's the first time we've faced them. It's a natural fit,
1: right? Um, yeah, I, I looked, and I was thinking, okay, who is the team that Missouri hasn't faced since they joined?
0: Okay, it's a West team.
1: Well, there really isn't one. They've played them because they came in— and started, and they had already played Texas A&M, and they had already played Arkansas, so it wasn't like there's, there's no other, I guess, matchup deficiency like you see with Georgia and Texas A&M in reverse.
0: Right, but they, who, what, what's the SEC West team they haven't played until this year? I'd have to look at their schedule. I could figure it out in a heartbeat. But, right, because they have, I mean... It's, they,
1: it's basically whoever they played this year from the West who is not right, known as whoever they play every year.
0: They played from the east or played the west. West. Oh, no, sorry. So it would have to be. It's not Arkansas, so it would have to be Ole Miss. Okay. So,
1: yeah. I think they went to Ole Miss last year. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. Arkansas's
0: their their cross division yeah. rival, right? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, getting to Texas A and M and what they've done this season. What do you say they were seven and three? Their three losses. I can. Yes.
1: Clemson, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama and, and, Auburn, and
0: Auburn. Right. I just went and looked at some stats on them. Their drop-off defensively versus winning teams versus non-winning teams, and versus Power Five versus Power Five Stark. Um, and, and we'll get into predictions, and all this stuff later. But it's Stark. Frankly, last week they quote unquote handled South Carolina a thirty to six game. Uh, they ran for a lot of yards, but South Carolina's. I think after they lost to App State, South Carolina like, you know what, we beat Georgia and we're kind of good for the <laughs> season. And, yeah. You know, we'll must-champ. That team. did seem to happen. They were just they Oh, no, they totally gave up. Did you see the piece about the, the thing about
2: the yeah. uh, student? Uh, just for, I don't know if you saw, but a student assistant for South Carolina lost his job because on Halloween he saw some guy in a costume dressed up as a check that was the uh, called uh, call the, uh, the amount of buyout to get must-champ fired.
1: Oh, and yeah. he works for South Carolina. No,
2: the, no, the guy that worked for South, the student assistant, uh-huh. saw the guy with the check and attacked him. Oh, <laughs> so uh, and they ended up spending the night in jail because of it. He was apparently intoxicated, which I didn't no, come on, like college student? students I know. in Columbia. But uh, but yes, yeah, so I thought it was a nice touch. That's always a sign that things because he just
0: got the vote of confidence last week. Did and, you? Yeah, yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on with the AD and the president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The president of the University of South Carolina said. I haven't reached out to Florida State to talk about the buyout, but the AD has. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what yeah. did you just say out loud? Oh, and then that Ray Tanner was like, um, I, "I did." Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, "Yeah, they're, they have." Every time they talk, it gets worse and worse. Right. Please don't fire must Champ. I'm begging you. By Texas a when you look at them, like they obviously have lost lost three games. The
2: only real blowout was Alabama. I would yeah. say that's probably the only real blowout. They, uh-huh. they, they
1: didn't do well against Clemson. They no. scored the first three they just points. They didn't do anything, right? But they held Clemson in check yeah. from what, compared to like Wake Forest, right, what they right, did last right. week.
2: And uh, and they they lost a home to Auburn, which is, it feels like, you know, if you lose a home to Auburn, like Georgia was this close to shutting them out last week on the road. So mm-hmm. uh, certainly the idea that, that uh, Texas A&M, they feel to me the... Fourth best team that Georgia's played this year. And that's right, right? Yeah, feels They're right. They're named it Auburn. And I was think to say, question. And when you're getting them at home and everything is still in front of you, as we say so many times, I've heard some people say that like after the Auburn game and uh, and there's a letdown, there could be a letdown. Uh, I can't really imagine that. Like Texas a and is good. They are a team to be taken seriously. Absolutely. And I think they will take them seriously enough to where you're not going to have a... Like, they did not take South Carolina seriously. Nobody took South Carolina uh, seriously. Correct. That and, is correct. And, like, fans didn't take South Carolina seriously. This is a big... It's a big deal that Texas a is coming. Even though this is not a great... Uh, a particularly unusually outstanding Texas a team. It's really cool that they're here. It's, they're not going to be here again for forever. It feels like it's a 3-30 game. It feels like a game that you get up for maybe even more than you even need to.
0: Yeah, and the other thing about them, it's only their third time away from home. I know they played in Jerry World once, but they played at Mississippi where they struggled. Only won 24-17. They played at, I don't remember what the other at was. Clemson. Um, Clemson. Oh, at Clemson where they were... You Know I not think, wiped out, they weren't like, wiped out, but also that was you know Clemson has shown. I mean, that, a that, was, team. that was the yeah. week before Clemson yeah. Yeah. went to almost almost, Clemson. A, almost Clemson, almost right. lost to North Carolina. But I agree with you, that game was not as close as the score indicated. In that Clemson outgained them by 175 yards and probably had, I don't know, if you look at the drive charts from last week, you would probably think one, won, um, it's easy to tell Clemson to win that game. The thing that Texas A M does that concerns me is that they can get hot. They can get on a roll. Uh, Kellen Mond is the kind of uh, quarterback that you can't let him get in rhythm. Uh, the good news is, it's like, they like to plod along a lot like, I mean, Jimbo... Fisher's offenses. Everybody's like, "Oh, Jimbo Fisher, Florida State. He ain't got Jameis Winston. Yeah, this is not the offense that went to the national championship uh, and threw the ball backwards against Oklahoma, uh, Oregon. It's just oh, not. That's beautiful. Um, it was one of my favorite plays in the history. That he liked to run fast. You know why you like to run fast? Well, he felt like his offense could win the day. They don't. They, they are going to look like, I mean... They look like Georgia. The over-under the, yeah. <laughs> over, the, over the number of plays in this game
1: is 100. The over-under is 47. I mean,
0: talking about the number of no, plays is 100. I hear you. Right? I mean, there could be a whole lot of hurry-up and waiting around in this game. Which is funny because I have to say, one thing I would really like to see from Georgia is, I know I keep saying
2: this, but I'd like to see the Arkansas State game again. I'd Pick like it up. To, like, I'd like to see, we saw it again. When they play pace, man. And I understand why he doesn't do it. I understand it. Like, this is not an air raid team. But when they play pace,
0: it's just amazing how in rhythm everyone is. I'm glad you brought that up. And one of the reasons we're not playing pace is to quote unquote protect the defense. Right. They faced 86 players. You're hanging week, in, man. guys. <laughs> Look, the only time they struggle is when we switched out a man and went Ooh. to soft zone. And frankly, that last drive. I know they picked up one first down, but that's it. They picked up. They had one play, and yeah, you could say Nick threw the ball behind somebody, and that was the cause of it. Yeah, so we that happens. We have said
2: we've said all year about how there's a national sense. That Kirby Smart coaches too conservatively mm-hmm. and too tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week did not discourage that no. interpretation. And I don't think this week will. Yeah, but that's the thing. But it and, could. Yeah, and that's the thing. Particularly because, like, whatever, you, you're, you're going to stomp Georgia Tech. This is the last time you get to impress. And I know if they beat LSU, they, it's not going to matter. They're going to be in it anyway. Yeah. But, like... That, listen, there's not a single thing, Bill Connolly, Stu Mandel, every single time someone talks about Georgia, they're like, obviously, they almost say begrudgingly, yeah. like I'm, I'm obviously, mad about it. they deserve to be here, they're a good team, I do not like watching this team, this is 2009 football, and, and Alabama's more exciting now, and Clemson's more exciting now, and Georgia is not fun to watch. Bill Connolly literally put in his rankings, he's like, they're so good, but I hate watching you that's okay yeah that's yeah I know it's okay I know it's okay but Georgia has like a ton of offensive talent like it's weird like it's not like you're looking at this team that's got Greg McElroy at the quarterback and you've got two big running backs and some possession receivers like they're a receive we can have, discuss from and the receivers all year, but like going into this season, did anyone say, well, you know, the offense, there's really not a lot of talent on the offense, so they're just going to have to play conservative and just try to hold on to the ball? This was supposed to be an explosive offense, and it isn't. And the more and more that you. He's fuck, saving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes he is. He's saving it. He's saving you. You know what? If he, the only way I'm okay with that is if I'm he's glad you're pretty, Scott. It, is if he's specifically saving it for Georgia Tech. That's the. <laughs> he's just like Georgia Tech. He's like, we're scoring hundred. <laughs> we're scoring hundred. Let's go, Um Nooner. By the way, another freaking Nooner. Nooner. Um, but for me, like uh, that is. I agree that as long as you win, it doesn't matter. But the thing is, is when you play that way, you leave yourself open to games like the South, South Carolina. Carolina game. And, you, and listen, that was a freak occurrence. Everyone, look at every number, says that Georgia should have won that game. Weird things happened in that game. But the way you make sure that doesn't happen is you don't ever take your foot off the gas. And the fact is... Georgia dominated Auburn. Georgia was better than Auburn every single way until just like you're talking about, they moved into zone and everything and everything immediately. Auburn was like, oh, awesome. Thank you. Some space. That's yeah, exactly we'll what we that. were looking for. And then by the time, by the time Georgia, because Georgia, when they switched back to man, it, they played better, but not the first series. The first, the first possession of that Auburn, because they were hot, they they'd found themselves again. And I think that's. That's the thing. It's, that's what people are concerned about is the idea that, like, I understand that it works and we're okay with it. And I, don't, I, don't, I find Georgia games fun to watch yes. because I'm rooting for Georgia and I like to see them win. So, but, but what they're saying is not just that Georgia is boring. They are saying that they've seen this before. This is the that's old, what they're saying. Yeah. They've seen this before. They've seen an old style of football that, frankly, everyone else has moved on from. Unless they don't, unless they, unless they're Texas A and M, and they don't have a ton of talent on offense and have to play conservatively,
0: right? It's so, but it's so interesting that approach to me is that ten years ago they were derisive about the just good enough offenses and uh, defenses and high flying offenses. I agree, right? And, I agree. And, and I'm not saying, but if you're looking for like,
2: well, for to be fair, they're looking at Debo Sweeney. And Nick Saban, and they have moved on from that. Sure, they have evolved. Sure, and but whether they're right, they might not be right about this. But the idea is Kirby Smart is coaching a style of football that is ten years old and is eventually not going to work. I don't know if that's true or not. I as uh, I would put in evidence that Georgia is nine and one as a sign that like maybe it's going to be okay, but. For what also for what it's worth? uh, if if Georgia lost a game because they play that style, then I don't think they would have
0: lost otherwise. I'm sorry, it's just an aside. Obviously I've thought about us being nine and one, but I just had one of those moments of like pure joy at hearing nine and one and thinking back to (laughs) never forget two thousand thirteen or fourteen and thinking, guys, what if we had gone Three seasons in a row yeah. at nine and one under Rick. Did we ever go nine and one three seasons in a row? I maybe, maybe one. I once? can't be sure about no, that. But, I don't think but, so. but I mean, look, we
1: I just, I'm sorry. Might have been sorry. 02, 03, oh, f- 04? No, no 0, 04 05 was the year I mean, they freaked out, right? I, it was
0: they, they, they took a step back.
1: They were but, good in 0-3 because they went to the SEC yeah, championship. 05, know. Know we 05 yeah, 0-5, they did. 0-5, they went. So maybe um, maybe it was three out of four. But
0: it, anyway, it's just it's just when you said nine and one, I had a moment like, of just like oh it's awesome unrequited joy right. like right. the feeling I had in two thousand seventeen. I had that moment for that yeah. feeling for a moment. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's worth noting th- 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 those moments are fleeting. But they are fleeting. But it did get to something I thought about. I had the opportunity to watch the game with my dad. Uh, Saturday afternoon because my daughter had a play and he was up for the play and my wife was very gracious and said uh, you know It's frozen. You you know the story. It's just come in the second act, Um, which is where my daughter. I saw my daughter playing. Matter of fact, it couldn't work out perfectly. We we literally walked out when Trevion Walker sacked, and uh, we walked in when my daughter went on stage. I mean, she couldn't have been more perfect. perfect. Um, So, but you know, one of the things I told my dad,
2: Trevion Walker sacked her uh, right at the end. Yeah, well, he was he was he he tried to sack her. He can't bring her down. (laughs)
0: Um, You know, one of the things I thought about, and my dad and I talking about, is that. He was like, oh, I don't know. I said, I said, tell me, ask you a question. I said, you've been a Georgia fan since literally you were. I mean, what's this Wally Butts was a coach. I said, when's the last time Georgia has been this successful three years in a row? He's like, well, Rick was. I'm like, well, I mean, he, he was. We we were playing at a high level for many years. I said, but. We are now for the third year in a row playing the SEC Championship. We're now for the third year in a row, nine and one. We are now for the third year in a row in in the conversation for a national championship and not in a if things go just right. No, we win, we win, we're in. And he said, uh, 80 to 82? Yeah, that's it. And that's the way, then that's his only answer he had in his lifetime yeah. of being a Georgia football And this football is team. year four. This is Kirby year Smart. four of Kirby Smart. <laughs> now, it, which leads to another interesting observation. It took Alabama a number of years. I would posit that Alabama is, and, and I, because of Tua's injury, I think Alabama, it, Alabama at this point needs help, which is a weird place. I texted with our friend Matt. Right? They need a lot of help. Matt's like, it's weird that they're playing for nothing more than pride against yeah. Auburn, which concerns him.
1: Right, oh, they uh, should be very concerned um, playing Auburn.
0: I think they're going to really. Them. Yes, mm.
1: oh, that, it's was just, my, that, that, that was one I of have. my questions later. Uh, we'll, we'll talk okay. about
0: we'll talk about why. Um, so I say this in full understanding we could lose this weekend and it will be a level seven meltdown. I say that in full understanding we could get we could get just blown out of the water against LSU and it's a level seven meltdown. I mean it's a level
2: seven meltdown when they lost to stupid Texas in the dumb bowl game yes, nobody cared about. Yes.
0: I want us to recognize there is a level of excellence that is it is a privilege to be pissed off mm-hmm. about Only being 9-1 and or only playing in the Sugar Bowl that, okay, we've earned it because we've been through a lot, but is also not very common.
2: But also, I would hope that, getting to the other issue of this year, uh, that the coaching staff and the people involved with the program would be aware enough to know that history and know why, when you lose at home to South Carolina, you get booed next game. And I feel like yeah, and that's yeah. not unfair at all. Yeah. I mean, look, they're but, got, I mean, they still they're still um,
0: they still kind of got their pants in the waist uh, right. a, a little bit about that. Yeah, and also to break out a, a, a shirt saying of ours, you know, there is a world where our offense is just merely good. I mean, they're look, they're twenty second in, in Bill Conley's numbers. That's the t
1: shirt. Uh, that's kind of long for a T-shirt. <laughs> I, I was waiting for there the is a world we live
0: in. I mean, yeah, Scott's right. I
2: mean, yeah. <laughs> right. I thought
1: you were going to say, like, not for nothing. Not or for yeah. Or let's be clear. What is
2: the T-shirt? What's the T-shirt that's out after, uh, after uh, Kirby Smart's uh, press conference
1: thing? Oh. HBTFD. Yeah.
0: Are we going to talk about that? We will. We should yeah. talk about we'll, it. We'll, we'll talk about it later. later. Okay. Maybe we should just accept that our offense is our offense, which is good enough to keep us in ball games and allow our defense to win. Which there's an entire three generations of Georgia football fans, frankly, SEC football fans, would say, that's how you win championships. Now, I'm not saying we will this year. I'm just saying that it is interesting to me that a lot of this is driven by what's happening in other places as it has been in many years,
2: yeah. and it's, and and I go back to something you reminded us of a few weeks ago that uh, Georgia really did lose a lot of talent on offense this year. That experience, no, we're, reloading. <laughs> we're reloading, and, I, and reloading. it is worth. And listen, I do think that it is reloading. It's just that immediate, like it just still hasn't clicked. It still hasn't clicked, and there's still a ton of talent. But I think there's, I mean. <clears throat> It, it, I still can't help feel like there's a little bit of an opportunity lost with how much talent that there is on offense that we're kind of treating this that it's like a
0: especially the offensive line guys yeah
2: like this is supposed to be this incredible thing this is supposed to be the strength of everything going on and whatever they're nine and one and it's all fine and if, and even if if Rodrigo hits that field goal or or whatever whatever, whatever. yeah then it's then they're to the no and we're all just like it's like why are we complaining about the offense we're to the no but like this is what happens like. Right? You're supposed to win the national champion. Like that's what that's that's literally what he's here for.
1: But as much as we thought that the offense would be carrying us or actually leading the charge, if you think about it, the defense has given up 155 total yards to Florida, Missouri, and Auburn combined. Yeah. Rushing. rushing, rushing, yeah, rushing. rushing.
2: It's a bummer, man. They gave up that rushing touchdown. I was kind of, I know, I was
1: going to go all year. I know, Nick, Nick's really, you could tell he knew what he had just yeah. stolen from Georgia. <laughs> and w- I got a question for you. What if you know how Georgia goes? What three straight three and outs in the fourth quarter? Uh huh. What if that was the first quarter and Auburn gets out to a 14-0 lead? What happens then?
0: That's a good question. I mean, there are a lot of Georgia fans that say we lose by, we lose 28-7, to right? Um, I don't agree with that, but it does change the tenor of the game. 100% change the tenor of the game.
1: Because Miss, uh, Mississippi State, I call them Mississippi State because I think their uniforms look similar. Sorry. Texas A&M held the ball for basically three quarters versus South Carolina. They had drives of 12 14 15 they rushed for over 319 the yards. yards they they rushed for 319 yards so that's what concerns me but if they can do that against georgia they i mean they deserve who? to win. if oh, sure.
2: they can yeah. do that against georgia then they yeah. deserve to be
0: georgia oh yeah I don't think they
2: can do that. I don't think they can either. <laughs> but like, the question Kel is, Kellen Mond doesn't scare you. But it's worth doing that. Like, is that the pl- like? Do you think that's their plan? Like, is their plan to try
1: to? I don't think they can run. On I Georgia, know,
2: but, like, but I mean, what's the? I mean, they clearly just had a game where, where it worked out great. For the record, Georgia was not able to run on South Carolina uh, the way that Texas A and M
0: ran on South Carolina. Worth noting. Yeah, you know, one of the things that does concern me about Texas A and M is that you know their defense is decent. You know their top. What twenty in twenty five in Bill Conley's S and P numbers, but they are seventeen overall too. Yeah, but their splits are not great. Yeah. Um, Actually, has their offense better than
1: their defense? They've also played North Texas and Lamar, and I'm about uh, to go there. Man, so like that they
0: call them their total their total defense uh, is three hundred twenty seven yards a game against non power five. Three hundred seventy-five yards a game against Power Five, two hundred and sixty-seven yards a game. So there's clearly a drop off when they play competition that is better than them. I mean, those are the games they've lost.
2: It is worth noting if we're going to do Bill Conley's S and P numbers. Yeah. George's offense is twenty-second.
0: Twenty-second, yeah.
2: Texas A&M's A and him is seventeen. Seventeen, like they're yeah.
0: better.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like. well, I mean, so, so was Auburn's, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Auburn's defense was
0: better. Well, no. Last last week, no, Auburn's last offense. Right, offense, I mean, Auburn's right. offense is like. Right, right. Well, they like before this week was right, right. like Georgia's was twenty one. I think that there were twenty. Um, and whatever, no, I think there is some
2: <coughs> given these numbers, concerning Florida has a higher ranked offense than Georgia, and I do not believe that's actually
0: real. Yeah, probably, but no. they they've also has have feasted a little bit. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we're talking about with you know they have played, uh, their schedule Wallace, while it is tough. They've had the benefit of playing at home. They've also had the benefit of playing a much easier schedule than Georgia's played. Even even putting aside, or even saying Clemson, Alabama, across the board, Georgia's played a tougher overall schedule.
1: They're going to be playing three number one teams by the end of the season. Like well, when they got they LSU them. coming up. They got LSU I mean, yeah. yet? Yeah. The, at the end of the year, I'm not. I'm have a not
0: top top saying top when top. we get to November 28th, this is going to be the case yeah. or 30th. Uh, I'm just saying at this point, Georgia hasn't played UTSA.
1: Georgia hasn't played. Well, they played Arkansas State and Murray State.
0: I would posit the Murray State's better than UTSA, and I would posit the Arkansas State's better than Arkansas. <laughs> okay. And Mississippi State.
1: Man, Arkansas, and probably Mississippi. Tony, Tony's Alabama. looking at me like wants to fight. No,
0: I don't want to He's fight. He's serious over here. I'm just like, look, you know, their schedule is Texas State, and then they play Clemson. Yeah. Then they played some guy named Lamar. The no wonder they won that they game. Call uh, Auburn, Arkansas, uh, Alabama.
1: They almost oh, lost to Arkansas.
0: miss. I know. Mississippi State, UTSA. Look, substitute... At this point in the season, substitute Murray State, Arkansas State, Notre Dame for Texas State, Lamar, UTSA. That's all you need to know. Yeah, but substitute
2: Clemson for Georgia Tech.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> right, right. right. No, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's one thing about the stats, Texas State have stats specifically, there's a little puffery in there because of, of their competition. When they have faced up on competition – they reverted to the mean and reverted to the mean, meaning they have been below their season average. Again, one of the things that concerns me is with nominally, I guess, and maybe not nominally. Actually, Georgia has more talent. In a lot of ways, the book says you want to run as many places as possible when you have more talent, mm. because talent will overtake. Texas a is going to go slow. Look, if you haven't watched them, I mean, look, what, you do you have their do you have the time of possession stats up? I mean, they just from last week. They're in the top of the conference with Georgia. They will walk up to the line. They will eyeball your defense. Frankly, I think they will. Georgia will probably do a lot of the things they did against Florida, uh, where they'll shift and jump around both on the line and with the linebackers to 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 disguise. You can do that when you have Nickubede and, and Walker and because you you have the speed to put guys in position to get where they need to be.
1: Well, and the thing that stirs the Texas A&M offense's drink is the fact that, of course, you've got an experienced quarterback, Kellen Mond, who is – Probably one of the better quarterbacks that Georgia's faced this season because we've faced a lot of backup quarterbacks. Yeah, then actually the starter. Last week, <laughs> um, they run a uh, two-back offense with Cordarian Richardson and Isaiah Spiller. They both went for over 130 yards last week. So that's kind of, you know, you'll see the spread. You see maybe an eye formation with one back, but they're going to run something they call the split pro offense where they're going to have two backs. They're going to have a tight end, a flanker, and a split end. Almost kind of a little bit old school And it's been pretty effective for him. Obviously, it was last week. It's exciting that
2: Texas A&M is here. I will just say, like, it's exciting that Texas A&M is playing a football game in Georgia.
0: I mean, there is some shine off this game for some stupid reason in my mind. You know, coming into the year, this was the other game, right? Yeah,
2: this this other game. game. Like
1: this, and it doesn't feel that way. I think we even uttered the words, maybe game day will be there if they pull an upset. (laughs) You meaning Texas A&M during the way.
2: That feels like something you would utter.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, but reasonably so. Did I say
1: blackout yet? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> no, <no>. Black jerseys. <laughs> no, it's a day game. Yeah. No, well, day to night. That's the, the perfect night. time. I like a good day to night. Auburn game. in 2007 was a 3.30 kickoff. I'll, I, I digress.
0: Sorry, I'm looking up time of possession.
2: Say, I, I think we've given this a good, solid swing.
1: Well, how, how do we attack them? I've, I've asked this question the past couple weeks. I enjoy your answers. How does Georgia attack... This Texas A&M defense or vice versa. How does the defense attack this split pro offense they're going to be running?
0: Defensively, uh we're going we have to play super disciplined. I personally I think we probably find somebody to spawn spy Kelly I would guess. that's um, I'm like Mar- I'm guessing Mark Webb, if I if I had to guess, Mark Webb. I mean you just gotta keep him honest. Um he gets enough like he's averaging what Forty. I
1: think 40. he had forty yards rushing last week, which is right.
0: That's that's I think it's a season average, yeah. right? The thing is, is like he is always always like Bo Nix is more, although he runs more than Jake Fromm, he is more Jake Fromm than Kellen Mond in that you put him in situations where uh, passing situation where he the, the pocket collapses around him, he's likely to take a sack. That's not Kellen Mond, mm-hmm. which means you probably will pull somebody out of coverage. My guess is is Georgia will rush four to five. Trust that we were able to contain the way we did against them on uh, Auburn and Florida and on the rushing defense. And, like, if we play anything besides man right now, at least until we get to the SEC championship, it feels almost criminal mm-hmm. just because we're doing so well with Don't it. Don't get cute, man. Don't get look, cute. Look, you know, Auburn, like, Auburn's the first... Well, no, I'm thinking of Florida. Florida's first scoring, uh, Florida's scoring drive at the end. They finally figured out a way to hit quick slants. Basically, the... When you play man-to-man against quick quick slants and you tackle well, which we did against Auburn, you're counting on them at some point not getting in front of the chains, even though they... Georgia knew Gustavo was going to go four downs any time he got out of the side of 50. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jimbo's not afraid to do that. Uh, and So you're basically facing a very similar situation, uh, except for a team... They they virtually never go fast. Um, So the way you stop them is... You rush five or six. You stunt when you can. And I mean, all obvious passing down to blitz. And that's I mean, Georgia. Georgia made a lot of hay. Look, everybody talked about, Nick's throwing behind, throwing behind the receiver on that last drive on third down. That got to the fourth down that Walker did the sack on. I mean, that didn't happen in a vacuum. I mean, it happened because he was that. That that series he was running for his life. I mean, we were blitzing the crap out of him. You know, Monda's Monda's slippery, but he he is gettable. I mean, we don't we have speed offensively. (laughs) I don't.
1: (laughs) You don't know. I I
0: can't. No, no, I do know. I mean, I don't. I can't. I can't say we're going to sling the ball over the yard. That sounds. It sounds stupid to say. They're saving it for Georgia Tech. Probably not
1: even going to play. Cager.
0: But even Cager does play. I mean that. I mean, we use him far more as a possession top receiver. Than I have to well. say that like, to me, listen, Cager's been awesome. Cager has no question
2: been awesome. But like Cager has not been like this big play guy all year. He's been the reliable one that Fromm trusts. Yeah. And to me, the fact that Cager is this breakout star of the offense. But
1: is he? Because he's been injured.
2: Mostly. Well, I know. But like clearly you see a difference mm-hmm. in the and Fromm clearly loves him. Like he's clearly the guy he trusts the most. But I wonder if that actually says not to no offense to Cager, but I wonder if that says a little bit more about the Georgia offense and Fromm and his trust of his receivers than necessarily what it says for Cager. I think it does. Like Cager is not the most talented wide receiver on this team. I think that's Pickens. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think like, might be in front of him. Yeah, and but he's the guy that for what Fromm trusts and is looking for with this offense, Cager's that guy. I would love to see more aggression. Again, you know how I feel about Pickens. I feel like Pickens. I understand he makes a lot of mistakes. I understand that he's young, but man, that's this offense needs a Pickens type dude. It needs Pickens to be a junior. Is what actually what this offense really needs, but. I don't mean to say that Bulldog Illustrated is somehow the uh, arbiter of uh, things that are going on in Georgia football, which I love. By the way, I love I love uh, Bulldog Illustrated. I don't mean to offense anything of at all. But like, they had Cager on the cover of the last of the issue for the Auburn game. And I was like, eh, I don't know if Cager's quite exciting enough to be on the cover for like the Auburn game. But, uh, never mind that he that he had injuries. Cager to me is well, such an awesome part of this scheme and such a key guy. But I feel like if the offense is actually what you want it to be, Cager is the backup option to the dudes that are actually flying around the field.
0: Yeah, and I, you're probably right about that. But for whatever reason, he's not right now, um, and he's also hurt. And who knows if he's even yeah. going to play? So, so there's there's two things also that I think Georgia needs to do well that we haven't been doing. The second is is we need to mix up plays more. It's out there. It's pretty well out there that you know Georgia runs the I think the most of any team. On second and long. I mean, run. Straight up, runs the most. Runs the... Uh, like, run has rushing plays the most on second and long. That's not a good Tennessee. The second is, is Georgia is bottom 10 in the nation running play-action passes. You... You have DeAndre freaking <laughs> Swift. You have Brian Harrigan. I would be okay with running a wing-back in play-action with those guys.
1: I can't remember the play to Blaylock, the first touchdown, but I know the action. second, okay. It the was, second, and third it was, it one were play all, action. All
0: three, all three touchdown passes were play action. The one to, um, which one was it? Herian? The one to Herian was not a great play action. He turned the wrong direction, mm-hmm. which leads me to this observation. Maybe Jack Fromm's not good at play action. He's just maybe, I mean, he's anti-David Green.
1: <laughs> um, well, one more stat for you is the last four games that Texas AM has played Teams are completing less than 46% of their passes.
0: Well, we got the quarterback for
1: them. a A&M, and given up <laughs> I don't one, mean that in a
0: bad way. I'm just saying, wow, that plays right into us. They've yeah. only
1: given up one passing touchdown, and average teams are averaging six yards per pass. And also, when you look at Missouri and Auburn, Jake Fromm has been under 47% passing. So cool. something's right. got to break.
0: We're right there, right there on the thing. Uh, by the way, I just looked at the time of possession. Georgia and Texas A&M were top 20 in the nation, both above – uh, both a shade under 34 minutes uh, per game time of possession. Well, so, something's going to give. This. Yeah, this. I mean, it can only be. You can. Somebody's going to be. Somebody's going to be 30 or more, and somebody's going to be 30 yes. or less. So, you have some stuff for us.
1: Is it that time? I guess it is. We've been it, talking it for a long time on this matchup. I guess so. It, it flies by when y'all are here. It just doesn't seem like it's, we've been talking for 50 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> so
0: can we if about, like we've been going for So let's talk about Jumbo Fisher's Christmas tree. <laughs> uh,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> Should we talk
2: about post game or we do that at the end or should we talk oh, about Oh yeah, now?
1: go ahead before people start tuning out. Yeah. So <laughs> I know oh, I can't listen I've to the podcast. I've long. already tuned out. Uh,
2: if you remember, uh, last year after the Georgia Tech game, the final home game of the year, we had a shindig at a place that no longer exists and in fact may have existed only for that day
0: was a pop-up bar.
2: Yes, but it was very fun. It was a very good time. It was awesome. Uh, and I think a lot more people showed up than we thought we were going to, which is great. So we decided this year to do it again. And I think because of the weather, because this is very late notice, because we've already been talking for 50 minutes, uh, we expect a lower crowd this year. But if you are at the Texas A&M game, which is Saturday Or
1: in Athens in general
2: yeah, yeah, but you don't have to go You don't have to show us your ticket <laughs> You could just be hanging out But if you want to come by postgame We are going to go by the Foundry We're going to go by the Foundry Which is by the Graduate room Hotel Room 104 No, no, yeah. yes <laughs> it's, for, yeah. it's, for, it's room It's room Knock, two- yeah.
0: knock twice Then yeah. close your eyes. It's
2: room 237 I'll be wearing a bear costume Um <laughs> That's a little it's, shiny. So, it's so sexual a little shiny for you, um so no the uh we're gonna be at the foundry, so come by after the game, The place is only open till ten, so you so you know you degenerates are gonna have to it's <laughs> a CBS
1: game that to wrap could it be up
2: guys. It. so wrap it up, but uh, they will be showing college football out there uh we will be there post game, so if you want to come by, uh I think last year we had a bigger crowd because it was a noon game it was Georgia Tech it was it was right downtown so don't worry, but there will be people there. We had one of these four years ago. Sure. Where it was yeah. like we had like six or seven people. So we won't accept two or comes. one. Yeah.
1: A three.
2: I'm counting us. Okay. Yeah, uh, and my son. I was there, <laughs> but I've I've done readings before that like it was just my family and my girlfriend, and she left, and I never saw her again. Actually, after that moment, so it, I feel like it's totally cool. Doesn't matter how many people come, but like I like the tradition of after the last home game of the year, uh, having a little get together. So anyone wants to come out, we will be there at the Foundry. They have some sort of beer special, but they're not a sponsor, so I'm not going to promote yeah. it. But just uh, just come to uh, come to the Foundry will be there post game Yeah,
0: Scott, Will, and I will all be there And if we do it right We will be ready to roll Because, you know It's the foundry <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, if we get blown out on Saturday follow, I'll us still on, be there. follow us on Twitter and we'll cancel it via Twitter No, I'll, no will be I'll be there Tony and
2: I will still be there
0: I will have to be there because I will need to drown my sorrows <laughs> In a bucket of chicken wings
2: Okay, so, yeah, so the foundry, foundry. Post game, yep. Texas
1: A&M If you want to come by, that's where we will be Cool so before we get into the silly stuff, uh, I want to give a shout out to UGA golfer Brendan Todd. He won the Mayakoba Classic. Uh, I think he was 20 under. He's won two tournaments in a row. Okay. Yes. yes. Cool. So he, he won two tournaments in a row. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Chris Kirk, another UGA golfer. He had uh, taken a leave of absence from the tour for six months. You can find the story on uh, you know any kind of golf Twitter. The Golf Channel has it and everything. But uh, he made his debut again and uh, made the cut. Finished, I think, tied for thirty ninth or something. Uh, shot even or under par every round, so that was a great, great thing for him. Really happy for Chris. He's a great guy. Another shout out to Oconee County High School. Mm-hmm. They won their playoff game over Northwest Whitfield. I had to look that up. It's way up in Northwest Georgia. Tunnel Hill, Georgia. Yeah, basically Tennessee. Almost.
0: It was a fun game, man. They were oh, all you over. were there? Yeah, I sold raffle tickets they, for the band. They, they, they beat yeah, they Yeah, they, they, they beat them pretty good. Perry so they, this week. They got Perry. Jake Franz high Georgia. school.
1: Jake Fromm's high school. I thought that, he went to Houston County. Perry.
0: Okay, maybe it's not Jake so Fromm's high school. It's close enough. Perry. It's in Houston County. I will likely be there again selling raffle tickets.
1: And then uh, finally, I'd like to say, glad you're fine, Miss Chamberlain Smith, the photographer. Did you see the the shot? Did you see the the shot? That was one of the best photos that she tweeted out on Twitter today. The fact that she was able to get just that last shot. I mean, I saw it happen. Everybody saw it happen. You captured that a couple of seconds before Gary Danielson did,
0: but. Yeah, he did not read that rumor. Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He did. What did
2: and he say? And whatever. It, uh, was,
0: it was un- He had no idea she was hurt. Yeah. He chuckled. Well, and nobody did. He originally. got excoriated for it. But.
2: It's, a, it's probably just worth taking a breath before you chuckle. Is probably the best way. To put it.
0: Yeah, it was a weekend. I wish
2: Deadspin would have been there. They would have yeah. covered that pretty well. Um, but I would say that um, uh, they had a good gamer. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that uh, not only did she get that shot, uh, one of the things that's been very nice about this is, is people have been go back and kind of look at some of her other work. She's actually done a lot of work for the Bitter, Bitter Southerner, which is a great publication. Yes. And she and she had the, she's not actually a pure sports photographer at all. Oh yeah, I looked at her Instagram. And uh, she's done a lot of really really good stuff in addition to that. So uh, now that she's okay. I think this might be good for her career and uh, oh, yeah. be able to show off uh, something good work she does. So good for her.
1: Yeah, and I haven't ever shot a Georgia game, but I have shot sporting events. I shot one of the Coney County games. And you do have to be aware. I mean, I was realizing at times when my eye is on the lens and I'm taking shots and I'm trying to get close, uh, like three feet off the sideline, you do lose your sense of depth perception, so to speak. So if that camera is up to your eye and you're shooting you know, rapid fire, ch and I mean, it can, it could take you out in an instant. A lot
0: comes at you fast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad, uh, Chamberlain's okay. Hope she's a listener to the podcast. Probably not, but. Hey, you can start listening if you want. So, we've got trivia. She can't hear you.
0: If she's not listening, how would she know? I
1: know. Somebody tell, tell her. Somebody tell her forward her. this sir. I'm I'm a fan of hers. I'm sure
2: this is the most important thing for her right now. So, like, you oh, know what yeah. use is a judge yeah. football.
1: Somebody might tweet at her. Saying, I will hey. say
2: this. I in all seriousness, I was very as someone that you know, I work in this industry, I was very impressed by her her uh, getting that shot was great, but actually her non-sports photography I thought was
1: really impressive. You want to get into trivia? Reveille. This is good. That, that might be one of the answers. <laughs> All right, Will and Tony, what is an Aggie? Like that's their mascot, it's, or that's their yeah? that's the name of their school. Well, that's I mean, what they go by.
0: Texas Agricultural and Mechanical College.
1: What what's does, an, Aggie? What's an Aggie? what's an Aggie? What's an Aggie? I don't. That's okay, that okay if you don't know. I don't know. I didn't know until earlier know. today. All right. I, so. I, think, I think it's a dog. A Texas Aggie is a student at Texas A&M. In the early 1900s, students referred to themselves as farmers. Aggie was used in the 20s, and then in 1949 became the student body nickname is the Aggie. So a dog. I was right. So what does A&M stand for? Agricultural Mechanical. That's correct. Agricultural and Mechanical was what it was referring to as originally, Originally, I can't speak tonight, but now it no longer explicitly stands for anything. That's what it says on their website. So what's the name of the school?
2: It's Texas A&M.
1: A&M but, and I found, that, I found that kind of puzzling, where on their website it says, yes, it started as agricultural and mechanical, but now it no longer explicitly stands for anything. It's Texas A&M University. Mike. Because I think they want to feel like, instead of being they're like not Harvard College, they're Harvard University, they want to feel like it's more broad. Yeah, but like Georgia
2: Tech and Texas Tech are also broad places where you can do lots of things at
1: school, and it's still part of their. Uh. You know how Texas is; they're like, "This is what we say," and it's we're different, it This way. Yeah. What kind of mascot does Texas A and M have?
0: They have a border collie. No, a regular collie named Revley. What number? Uh, Revley twelve.
1: Revley nine. That mm-hmm. was close. Where did Jimbo Fisher, their current coach, attend college?
0: Mm. Trick question. He did not.
1: (laughs) He actually transferred. Okay, so I'm going to make it a little bit more specific. He started somewhere, of some college I'd never heard of, and then he transferred for his senior year to this other college.
0: He started at Ursinus. Miami. And then transferred to Miami A&M.
1: He transferred into Samford. Oh, yeah. And he played quarterback at Samford. Okay. Maybe that's why he's such an offensive genius. Is he? The Dogs beat Texas A&M 42 to nothing in 1980, the year that Georgia won the national championship. How many yards rushing did Herschel Walker have in Two, that game? 243. 78. Herschel had 145 yards on 21 carries, scored three touchdowns, and had a long run of 76.
0: An interesting fact about that game that was a bye game. That was a one off right. bye game. Wow. That's where Texas A&M was. (laughs)
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, they did not return that trip. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. The game's on CBS. Okay. Georgia is making its fourth appearance on CBS this year. Is that correct? Notre Dame, Florida, Auburn. Let's go with that. Texas A&M. Dating back to 1996, what is Georgia's record when playing on CBS?
0: Could not tell you. (laughs) How many games have they played? Yeah, give me a shot of
1: 73.
0: 73, so it has to equal some. I'm going to guess they have won 38 of those games. Which makes uh,
1: 38,
0: 73... 38 and 35. 35. Um, I'm fine with
1: that. They're 42 and 31. Okay. 73 appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia ranks fourth in all-time appearances on CBS. Who is one, two, three, and five? They're fourth? Fourth on appearances on CBS.
0: Well, one's Alabama.
1: Alabama's number one. Okay, let me say one. Uh, Florida. Florida's number two. Uh,
0: number three, surprisingly, is Tennessee.
1: Tennessee is number five. Okay. LSU. LSU is number okay. three, which it's no surprise. To yeah, me.
0: so what are, the, what are the numbers there? I'd be curious. Do you That's what I said. Yeah. One's Alabama.
1: Two is Florida.
0: Three Number of appearances. What, did you all oh, i d- I
1: didn't, but I think the top nine are all SEC teams. And then it goes down.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, cause they've because they've been doing the SEC on this. F- right.
1: But, I mean, F- Vanderbilt yes. ranks below a lot of ACC right, right. schools okay. or other yeah. schools because they're just not on it. Missouri yeah. also because they haven't been yeah. in the SEC. I think the highest one that is not in the SEC is either Navy or Notre Dame.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Navy well, gets hear, one a year. Yeah, Navy, Navy, Army, Army, Navy was, yeah.
1: So, uh, Brad Nessler is the lead play by play guy. He started last year. Vern Lundquist was the lead play by play guy from 2000 to 2016. Who was the lead play by play guy before Vern?
2: It's Musburger, right? No, Musburger was NFL. Was, uh, uh, he did do it, but. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Musburger be? ever called college games for CBS, did he? I don't he, know. Did he? Hey, maybe ABC. Uh, I know he did for ABC. Yeah. I just didn't know he called
0: it. I don't think.
1: I, I thought it was 2000. It's a current uh, guy you hear on TV
0: in 2000. It was prior to 2000. Prior to 2000, so the CBS package. So 96 to 2000. I don't know. That's a really good so, question. So Mike Patrick isn't calling games anymore. So um, I don't know.
1: Sean McDonough.
0: Oh,
2: that makes okay. sense. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: He does. Does he do the Notre Dame games? He did Monday
2: Monday Night Football for a while, and then he's not. now he's not doing it anymore. Okay. I've heard him recently. Yeah, he's around, but
1: yeah. After um, December 7th, the SEC Championship game, CBS will air two more college football games. Which ones are they? Army, Navy. Uh-huh. Sunball. That's right. I figured it might trip you up on the Sunball thing.
0: Will, have you ever been to Army, Navy? No, I've never been. It's my bucket list. I'd love to
1: go. Oh, you haven't been? Hmm. I actually really been? want to no, go no. to
2: Michi Stadium, Army Stadium. That's yeah. a place I've always yeah. wanted to go to see a game as well. Absolutely. It's right in the water. It's West Point. It's
0: really cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, So this has nothing to do with football, but it kind of does. I saw this on the scroll of SportsCenter, and this goes back to my loving uniforms. But uh, this is the one uniform thing. I saw that the Brewers changed their logo. They rolled it out to where they're going back to the mitt with the MB and the baseball in it. That's kind of cool. And I've always thought that is the coolest baseball logo. I'm no fan of the Brewers, but if I took in all of the unique logos of a cool hat, if I were a fan— that's the one. So my question to y'all, and I know y'all didn't have any prep for this, in the major sports—basketball, football, baseball, maybe even hockey—what is your, what's the logo that stands out? Doesn't have to be your favorite team. Um, the expos aren't around anymore. I was but Just about to
0: say the, the old one. Montreal expos, mm-hmm. yeah, because
1: it was also kind of intertwined yeah, where yeah, you could the, read that. Um, yeah. The
2: expos is a good one. I've always, I have to say I have a soft spot for the Chicago Bulls logo because I love the fact that there's literally blood on his horns. <laughs> that was
1: kind of amazing I mean, like. That's what I'm looking for those that kind yeah, of uh, like,
2: like there's like a, there's actually like they made sure to put blood. It's kind of dark when you really <laughs> think about it. But yes, uh, I always kind of like that, uh, that about them. And for the record, I am one of those kids because I did not grow up in Georgia.
0: That. Thought the Hawks logo was Pac Man for years and years. It wasn't. (laughs) I'm with the old Expos. I love the old Expos logo and the Hartford Whalers. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I've been kind of obsessed with recently is collecting Atlanta Thrashers gear. Yeah, okay. And it's kind of like uh, the colors were
2: terrible for that. Not great. Yeah. But uh, I kind of like the logo.
1: So, what about uh, football, NFL? Is there a particular logo? Yeah, I I always like Packers. Packers have the best logo. I always like the Bengals helmet. <laughs> Everybody trashes that, but every time I see it, I'm just like, wow, that looks good.
0: There's a level of old school, super classic, and the old with the, what the Rams are wearing now. Yeah. I'm actually a big fan of the
2: old Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals logo, the nice yeah. bird. The nice bird. They made yeah. him, They made the bird mean. Yeah. yeah, they made it like mm. an, an angry bird. They had a bird. nice bird. They had a nice bird, like yeah. a friendly bird. They're a friendly bird. It was like a happy bird. In fact, <laughs> most of the the stuff that I have with that team is the. It's the happy bird. But they. But for the record, they never did anything. In, the year they made the mean bird was the year they made the Super Bowl. So they will never go mm. back to the old bird because the mean yeah. bird uh, got the and,
0: and you know, as a Falcons fan and a Georgia fan, there's something to me really sharp about the silver pants, the red jerseys, and the red helmets for the Falcons.
1: And when they change the logo on the helmet, it's – they need to just go back to the See, look at the, the circa nineteen ninety yeah. helmet. Nice bird. See, there's
2: the mean bird. Uh huh. There's the nice
0: bird. Nice bird. Mean Wait. Bird. Nice bird.
1: Yeah. They both the look like angry. No,
0: they're no not. that no. one's so happy. That was like a nice bird. One mean of bird, bird. Happy bird. The one on the left will rip your lungs out, Jim. Yeah. What? What is this?
2: That one. I <laughs> that's so that's just, just apparently when you type in old Arizona Cardinals logo, a
1: uh. thong comes up. <laughs> Will has an interesting search history. All right. Let's move on to buy or sell. Damn
0: it. Google delete.
1: <laughs> search
0: history.
2: You know what? I actually kind of like the old Patriots uh, guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yes. god. Yeah.
0: So I had, for the longest time, I was a Patriots fan because when I was in Y camp as a kid, Julius Adams, who was their defensive end, I think, Came and spoke to us, and I became a Patriots. That's the first professional athlete I ever met. Yeah. it's worth so, remembering. The Patriots were terrible forever until Brady got there. Like that's right. That, that, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was the only person in America yeah. outside of New England that rooted for the Patriots yeah. against the Cowboys in '76. Yeah. I'm old. As shit. I do like that logo.
1: That's a great logo. Yes, yeah. and they bring it back once a year because all yeah. NFL teams go yeah. back to their throwbacks. All right, buy or sell Texas A&M and Missouri to the SEC was the wrong move by the SEC. Sell, sell. Okay, just like how I phrased that. I tried to follow it, make sure I didn't say the wrong thing. <laughs> all right, hashtag HBTFD. Fine. Are you going to buy a t-shirt with I that mean, on? Look,
0: I I understand why Kirby apologized. You're going fucking man. Don't apologize.
2: <laughs> the uh, I've, I've said this story to you guys today, but uh, the Banners Society, Society yeah. had this great piece. Ranking all the Power 5 teams. Uh, in I think they had Georgia
0: ranked properly. Yeah,
2: in in order of how uh, how much you would have to apologize if oh, yeah. you said that in a press conference. Uh, um, I still like B, BYU wasn't on there because they're not a power five team, but I think that's obviously the number one. I think number one was Notre Dame, yes. which I think it sounds yes. sounds about
1: right. I like how Ole Miss was ranked real high. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so so uh, I think last was
0: like Miami was not last. But Miami, was, was, like
1: last. A, yeah, Miami last. was last, yeah, very uh, yeah.
0: last, followed by West Virginia, Arizona State, and <laughs> like Oklahoma State. Yeah, basically.
2: just like a very clever idea of. Yeah. Uh, for the, for for a ranking, so obviously he was going to apologize, but uh, there, was, there was no. I thought it was great. So you're gonna buy a shirt? It's I'm not gonna buy a shirt, but it does speak to. I know I talked about this uh, on the on the post game show, but like it is fun when Kirby Smart. is Yes, like he's that. real. I really don't like self righteous, self serious Kirby Smart because I don't think that's actually who he is. Good so point. Guy. Good point. Sell so yeah. the guy.
1: Okay, buy or sell. CBS College Football lead-in music is the best in sports. Well,
2: well it's, 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 it's not the John Tesh uh, than NBA. Than John <laughs> Tesh is the They don't play that anymore.
1: I mean, you could listen to the CBS College lead-in in June, and it would get you excited about college football.
0: Yeah. No, the uh, NCAA I was
2: about to say something. do do I agree that is, that is actually the correct one, but only because it reminds me of the of the of the tournament, not because it's
1: actually like particularly great music. So no, um, no master's music, like on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Um, In April, course. it works.
2: Of course, I like that. I don't like think I don't like listening to music and be like, oh, this reminds me of Jim Nance. This is a
1: general rule, I don't
0: like Yeah, I like that. I mean, obviously I like that. It doesn't rank up there with either of the two.
1: It's a tradition so like it, unlike any other. We're going to get copyright flagged if you play that. It'll be fine. Your he says. Google phone doesn't work.
0: Uh, it's your slow-ass internet. Oh. oh, I don't have the internet turned on. Oh, you changed oh, your
1: Wi-Fi password, dude. No, you? I didn't. Go ahead and tell pe- tell the people what it is. All right, we're going to move on. Costco. Um, buy or sell. Jimbo is the cause of all of FSU's problems.
0: On behalf of Matthew Leach, buy.
1: Hold. <laughs> buy or sell. Saturday's atmosphere will be less than Notre Dame, but greater than Missouri. Bye. Bye. Uh,
2: the real question is: is Let's go back other seasons. It's obviously okay. not as big as Notre Dame. No. It's obviously not as big as like original LSU back in the day. No. But is it bigger than... I'm talking about like crowd noise, excitement,
1: when people get last, there. Last year's Auburn.
0: Last year's Auburn. I think it's bigger. Look, this is weather dependent. If it pours all day, it's less. But sure. yeah, uh, given good weather, I think it's bigger than last year's Auburn. Maybe. I don't know if it's bigger than last year's Auburn.
1: Okay. Buy or sell Georgia Tech at noon. So. Boo, boo! That was so predictable. Wasn't it? How
2: many
0: years of road has that been?
2: Nineteen. <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean, for the record, it would That's help all park, but it would help right. if Georgia Tech were like not terrible. That yeah. would make it easier that game, for that. that game
1: they lost to Virginia to Tech. Off. What? Yeah. Forty-five. Way, Virginia Tech
0: starting to come around a little bit. Yeah. By the yeah. way, we might be seeing them later yeah. in, Fuente Fuente in the year. Fuente was getting fired. Um, not Fuente. Yeah, Fuente. Mm-hmm. I predicted in August that game would be at noon, and yeah. there's nothing, nothing changed. So.
1: Buy or sell the SEC championship game at four PM.
0: I'm fine with it at four. I'm glad it's not later. Yeah, four is about right. Yeah, four is about. I mean, right. I wish it would be three thirty because, well, you know, that's what time all other <laughs> SEC big games are. But I get why it's four. You you try to give the noon slide. enough as a little bit as more. He, yeah, a little more.
1: Yeah, yeah, a few more. Uh, buy or sell. Tua has played his last bye. game for Bama. Bye bye. Okay, he's done. By or Auburn will win the Iron Bowl. So. Hold.
0: And let me tell you why. We've seen teams with these types of injuries fall apart. We've seen teams with these types of injuries coalesce around whatever it is. This feels like. I mean, I think. I mean, look, they're not going to score the points they score will score with Tua, but they certainly will play better defensively. I know that game is in Auburn, but. I just think I, I don't I, look I don't think it's gonna be twenty one fourteen like Georgia Auburn was. Um and even will potentially if Georgia wins, Alabama wins this oh that's two weekends from now. Yeah. Um give give some ooh, maybe Alabama I think it's gonna be I think they'll win big enough that they'll be like there will be some chatter about should Alabama move? See, from Georgia?
2: I don't I I think the I really think the issue is that I think Alabama that team has to know they're not going to the playoff really no matter what happens. Unless a Pac-12 team loses before the SC Championship game and then loses again. If Oklahoma loses the band, Like the number of things that need to fall exactly right for they them. They need to at least three prize. things to happen. And they know that. An Alabama team that since 2012 has not played any games like this to where their national championship dreams are mostly over, I think that's a bigger concern than, than, how, than Mac Jones not being good enough.
1: How much are you pulling for uh, Alabama-Oklahoma Sugar Bowl? To see Jalen cool. get a chance, that'd be <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> well, it'd it'd be, be a fun game. Yeah, it'd be. It would have been more fun to have been the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But
0: we'll, we'll have time. We'll talk. We'll, we'll have, have time to talk,
2: about, talk about this in a couple yeah. of weeks. Everybody drink. Uh, did you see Seth Emerson's tweet about this today? But like, how about instead being like, oh, which crappy ACC second team is going to play uh, Georgia or Alabama in the uh, in in the sugar Bowl, in the Orange Bowl? How about we just have play Georgia play Albert, uh, play Alabama. That would be kind of fun Georgia Alabama and the Orange Bowl In a game that doesn't matter But suddenly really
0: does Georgia Alabama and the Sugar Bowl Yeah I mean I I, I think Sugar Bowl is going to get it for yeah, maybe. I mean here's the thing The only place you could play it would be the Orange Bowl Because Orange Bowl It has to break right But Hmm. Orange Bowl is not beholden to to follow their conference matchups If the the second team, the SEC, right. whichever SEC or whoever the matchup is this year, doesn't rank a certain spot in the College Football no, Playoff. They yeah. basically get to make a wild card pick. Right. Um, the problem is, is that the Sugar Bowl has rights to look at which not. which ever, a team fall they have, they have rights right. to whichever SEC team they yeah.
1: want, as, long not as those let a teams are team right. high. Right.
0: And everybody's picking Alabama for that game because people are picking LSU, and yeah. Georgia.
1: And you know, it could happen if Virginia, or Virginia Tech, or whoever is in that spot. Is not ranked. Miami might be sitting there at eight and four, and they could pick Miami to play in the Orange Bowl against Georgia or whomever. Goes I think down there.
0: they're more likely to pick a team like Baylor. Will probably be in the Cotton Bowl. Um, I just don't want them to pick Virginia. I really don't want them to pick Virginia. I don't I mean, want but they that. could. They could pick Minnesota. Yeah, well, that'd be fun. Uh, or Georgia, Minnesota would be fun. Right. Or Penn State. Or um, uh, well, uh, well, we'll yeah, worry about that. that One
1: more do. buy or sell. The Georgia versus Georgia Tech spread will be greater than twenty-five.
2: Buy. I think I'll buy that. Yeah. Okay. Look, two and eight, man. <laughs> two and eight in the ACC. <laughs> yeah, that does
0: say some things.
1: <laughs> All right. So, just one scenario: Georgia loses to Texas A and M, beats Georgia Tech, and LSU finishes eleven and two SEC champions. Ohio State loses to Michigan and Penn State, beats Minnesota. Finishes 11-2 Big Ten champions. Hmm. Um, <laughs> That's a weird scenario. Okay. Utah loses to Colorado. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. but I be- mean, look, I
0: think this Oregon. gets Illinois in the Big Ten
1: championship. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> beats Oregon, finishes 11-2 and two Pac-12 champion. Baylor beats Oklahoma, finishes 12-1 Big 12. Bama wins out. Clemson runs the table at 13-0. LSU has one loss. What happens? Okay. So
0: probably Clemson's, in. Clemson's in. LSU's in. I think LSU is in. I think huh? Georgia's in if you put LSU in. No. So you're putting a loser in the SEC championship. Team lost one game. You but Bama? still, you're putting a loser in the SEC championship. Lo- yes. So you're, so you're putting, okay.
1: You're putting right. Bama in probably. Yes.
0: So you're putting two teams and not the SEC champion
1: So in. here's what it comes down the, to.
0: Forget the,
2: the rest of the stuff. This is. The, let's focus okay. on this specific point. Georgia loses to Texas A and
0: M, but beats LSU. Uh-huh. You're saying that you think Georgia should go over LSU in that regard? No, so, I think those two are the two teams SEC they go in Scott's scenario, as opposed to Alabama.
2: I I, I think so, Alabama would go. See, I, I think was, both Alabama and LSU
1: would go above. Georgia. I was going to argue. And I think they should. That would get three SEC teams and, and Clemson. Oh yeah. No, no, no? that's a not, chance. That's, there's no
2: way. No chance. Um, but, but definitely one of those, pack, I mean, I guess it would require that, 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 uh, Colorado, Mel Tucker, uh, coming in through it for you.
1: There's some very losable games out there this weekend and next weekend for teams that you aren't really,
2: one of those being played in Athens. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is. But that's the thing to me. Like if Georgia loses at home twice to unranked teams, I don't... See, you can't... I yeah, don't care whether you beat LSU I hear, or not. I hear what you're, you, I hear you can't. What you're saying, you can't. And even, even if you play the... Even if you play the... Listen, the wins matter more than the losses. I agree. But two home losses to unranked teams... No way. No I mean, Texas A&M would be ranked, obviously, after they beat Georgia. But if Georgia gets in that way, it, it wouldn't feel right. I'll still go to Tempe. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll still show up. But
1: that's the best way to get to eight right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Immediately. All right. So we got some Twitter questions. Uh, this one comes from Sea Dog Knight. What are some longtime rivalries that were ended but should be renewed? Some examples I thought of: Kansas versus Missouri, West Virginia versus Pitt, and Texas versus Texas A and M.
0: Texas A and M. Immediately. It's funny. Like. I know it, but they just played this year,
2: but the rivalry is actually over. Michigan-Notre Dame feels like they should play every single yep. year, and uh, they're not actually going to after this year. So that, that seems like the big one to me.
1: Bernie Dog says, did I miss the official announcement on the post-game meetup? Is that still on?
0: Yes, Bernie, you missed it. Yes.
1: Uh, Jim Wood says, I'm going off topic here. Hey, join the, just join to remind the you, by the way,
2: it's at the foundry after the game. Yes. In case you skipped ahead that, that part, foundry after the game. Come to the foundry.
1: He says, I'm going off topic, which I would argue, Jim, this is very not off topic. He says, thoughts on the Hoops game against Tech? Sounds like there will be a record amount of NBA scouts at the game to see Ant-Man.
2: Yeah, it depends on I don't know, when you're going to post this, uh, Scott, because we're taping this on Tuesday. Tomorrow, The game is Wednesday night. I'm telling you, my son and I are, are, are going to the game. It's exciting, man. Georgia has actually not played that great starting
0: out the year. Uh, Some other SEC teams haven't either.
2: Yes, that's true. But they've played more, better teams than uh, than. Has Florida?
0: Oh, I guess yeah. they have.
2: And um, I, Alabama losing a pin is probably the worst uh, loss. But losing to be a home to pin.
1: What about uh, LSU to Virginia Commonwealth? Is that right? Yeah, but VCU is good,
2: and uh, and also the LSU's coach used to coach at VCU, so yep. there was all oh, like like that go, fired up. Do, okay. But um, with this feels. I remember thinking this last year. I went to the Georgia-Georgia Tech game last year and uh, at uh, McCormick. McCormick? McCamish? McCamish. That's right. And I, I felt like, I don't know how Passer can possibly survive with an com- entirely rebuilding Georgia team that re- didn't even know, was, was mostly filtering out the eight players on the team that Cream wasn't going to have back next year. Georgia still won that game yeah. at Georgia Tech last year. Now, this Georgia team is obviously better than last year's. Tex looks about the same, maybe a little bit better. This feels like, uh, uh, you know, Edwards had a great game in Game 2, but it was more one of those games where you look up, you're like, whoa, he's got 24 points. I want to say in Edwards, this would be an awesome time for Edwards to have like a 40-point game and just go nuts. Yeah. Hammonds uh,
1: had a great game Hammonds Friday. had a
2: great one, but that's a team, that they, they're playing a team that's very small, and he was a big guy that just kind of like ate everything. I'm not sold on Georgia as a NCAA tournament team yet, but they should be tech.
1: Agreed. Follow up from Jim. He says back on topic. The topic is Georgia. The topic is your, your question. Your first the topic question was, is politics. Perfect, and then Georgia. Perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> he says, cager has been banged up. Wow, I got hot in here. cager uh, has been banged up. Georgia has clinched an SEC championship berth, but cannot afford a loss for the playoff race. We've seen some other receivers step up lately, Pickens, Blaylock, D Rob, and even Kyrus Jackson Jackson. Should Cager play against AM? And the follow up question, will he?
0: I mean, it's up to him it's up to him and the coaches and, I'm not him and the coaches. Get, I'm not getting a sense that he's going to play. Like it's yeah, only Tuesday. I, I, I mean it's Tuesday, but, so it's early. But, but.
2: Yep. But the vibe you're getting does not look. It doesn't like feel
0: it. Kyrus is playing. Yeah.
2: I mean uh, Kadir is playing.
0: Right, right. So we'll see. But and uh, if it's raining, we won't throw. So what's the matter? Yeah.
1: This one see. comes from uh, Joseph Siski. He says, "Love the pod, and I love the interactions I've had with you guys at bar parties or otherwise." <laughs>
0: Joe's the lawyer, so I know, I, yeah, I know Joe.
1: I thought it was that so guy with the mask at the, at the, at the bus. The otherwise? The yeah. Is that the t- otherwise? <laughs> room 237.
2: Yeah. The guy, the guy that – He uh, might have yeah. been. I don't know. Yeah, the guy at the rest stop off the exit 13 on the New Jersey turnpike.
1: <laughs> he has two questions. He says, one, can Will really understand the Auburn, Georgia – Georgia Tech rivalries, given his Johnny Come Lately dog fan status, I, I don't know. think
0: he
2: does. I
1: mean, I will never understand it as much as lifelong people. At a
2: certain level, I think that like, but, if but it's you're in married earbuds, to someone
0: from Columbus. So. Yes, yeah. But, uh,
2: Georgia Auburn, I, I mean, no question. And also, I've lived here for six years. I've been, I've been watching Georgia sports regularly for more than a decade now. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so uh, I agree. I think if you want, if we all want to get. uh uh, territorial and terrestrial about this. Maybe there's always someone that's been here longer than me, but uh, they both looked at me guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he had a follow-up question. Why does the national media hate Georgia this year? Custer, I think we're ugly. That, you know? Yeah. They're not really,
0: ugly. The they're, offense is ugly. Yeah. And,
2: and this, it shouldn't be, but that's
1: this one comes from Hey Berto. He says, since we've beat Auburn 14 of the last 20, why isn't that level of dominance part of the narrative when we play, like it was for the Georgia-Florida game, but not in our favor? I have thoughts on that. Just want to know yours.
0: I mean, for starters, they've won national championships. Yeah, I was weekend. about to say the exact same
1: thing. Like, they've won the national championship. In the and played played another one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, Neither, I, mean, right? I don't think, was, I don't think any
1: Yeah, they, they played. Who'd they lose to? Uh, they beat Oregon. FSU. That's no, right.
0: Jimbo Fisher. Georgia does <gasps> not. It all comes together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the pattern is revealed. At Dr. J to the Mastro. Yeah. Gina. By the way, she's
0: a damn good dog who is doing the Lord's work in Gainesville, Florida at the University of Florida.
1: Gina Mastro di Casa. She says, It will be the first Georgia game for my kids. Thinking about all of the Athens eating establishments, I am going to cram into one weekend.
2: How yeah. old are our kids? I mean, it depends on that's That's a part of it too. We'll I don't us. know.
1: Maybe, maybe throw out a recommendation. Kids, downtown. We always like trapeze. But it might be slam crowded. I don't yeah, know. I'm a fan of the grill. The grill is my personal. Yeah, fan I'm of his,
0: the yeah. grill. I'm fine with the grill. Any place, like she lives in Gainesville, it's not Oliver and She's gonna win.
1: <laughs> or if she's in five points, uh, she's in five oh, points.
0: Well, maybe she should go to the pond or El Barrio.
1: Yeah, the kids would love Golden Tea down the route. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> they would want them there, but <laughs> that's a fun game. You can definitely irritate all the all the bros down there. <laughs> at. In Portnoy 12, Noah Portnoy, he says, The Auburn game this past weekend was very physical, so do the coaches keep the same type of physical practices this week in order for the necessary or proper preparation for a good Texas A&M team?
0: I mean, I I think practice is practice, unless you get everybody banged up and you just need – Another extra day to let some bruises heal, and I've seen nothing to indicate that. You got one more week to keep your foot in the gas. Yeah. Y- you can
2: let up against Georgia Tech and still beat them by 20. Yeah. Uh, this is the week to keep the foot in the gas.
1: This is from at the joy at six. Love the show, guys. Thanks for it. Lack of separation by wide receivers looks like the big problem to me most weeks, but I don't recall a season with more injuries on the offensive line. Do you think that missing different linemen at different times has limited the unit's ability to hit its potential?
0: I mean, his potential, yes, but still a top 10 unit in the nation.
1: This is on Instagram. It comes from at W Bogdan. He says, is it possible that we should be happier with the offensive production from last week than most fans are? I feel like in talking about our offense last week, people may not be giving enough credit to how good the Auburn defense, especially the front seven, really is. After all, Auburn held the unstoppable LSU offense to 23 points in Baton Rouge. Love the podcast. Go Dogs.
0: I mean, I revert back to what I said on the Sunday podcast. It's like once we got to 21 points, we knew what we were going to do. The one thing I would agree on with that, and maybe this is a source of frustration as well, is like, I mean, you all thought Georgia was going to, with a 7 nothing lead, was going to take a knee or at least just run the ball and run the clock out at the end of the first half, and then we busted out a 20-something yard play. And Kirby's like, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I think the frustration is is that a lot of people think that's probably there more than we give ourselves credit for. The frustration, the one, the one thing I would say about the Auburn, Auburn team is we could probably have scored more, but we made the choice that we were going to be vanilla because we felt like we could win after we scored 21 points.
2: And for what it's worth... Let's just say there's a hypothetical scenario where Georgia comes out to like a 14 nothing lead in the SEC championship game on LSU. Oh, the last thing they need to do when that happens is to go vanilla.
0: Look, And that's the fear. Like Look, that's I don't the care work. if your child, if you're Kirby Smart, I don't care if your child secretly loves LSU, you score every point you can, While you and can. you buy them a Lamborghini on Sunday morning. You just do. Yeah. You score every point you can, and don't worry about the feels. But that's the worry. Like That's why people are worried. That's why are people concerned. Because,
2: listen, for what it's worth, yeah, they came up with 21 nothing. They said, this is how we're playing the rest of this game. And you know what? They almost tied it. Yep. And so this is the concern,
1: and I think it's a reasonable one. This one's from at Magoo eighty two underscore. He says, uh, "Do you expect to see more second stringers on offense if we get a significant lead against our next opponents to prevent injury leading up to the SEC championship game? More importantly, do you expect us to even have a significant lead in either of the next two games?" Thank you and go dogs.
2: We're yeah, se- against Tech. We're seeing some Prather Hudson then to get stack. There's yeah. no question.
1: There's no question. I mean, look,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope Prather Hudson t-
0: pulls some George Pappas's. That was the guy that dunked for uh, Monmouth.
2: For Monmouth, I think I rolled. That guy, I want to take that guy to dinner. I feel like that's actually a good litmus test for whether you're my kind of sports fan. If you watched that Monmouth guy and was like, how in the world? Could he do such a terrible... You're probably not my kind of sports fan. Carlos Martinez tweeted about that, by the way.
1: Why are you Uh, after
2: Carlos Martinez, of all people? (laughs) Go after Brian McCann, the guy that wouldn't let the guy cross home plate because he got too excited going
0: around the bases. That happened a long time ago. Uh
1: (laughs) All right, this is from John M. Larson. He says, Okay, guys, rain in the forecast, tough opposing quarterback potential look-ahead sandwich. Help me not to worry.
0: First off, I love that you're a solid verbal uh, listener. Mm-hmm. Second off, um, we'll do predictions in a little bit. That, um, I mean, frankly, I think rain makes Kirby happy because he doesn't have to answer questions by way, didn't throw the ball more. And he gets the top of his head wet. And he gets the top of his head wet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this Which is from uh, David.bridges on Instagram. Not Anim specific, but what do you think would happen for Fromm to stick around? Not A&M. It's like Not a specific. Like eight font.
0: Not AM and m specific. Also, oh, Scott's the only person here not drink it. Not A&M specific, <laughs> but what would happen have to happen for Jake from stay around another year?
1: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: pretty impressive because you weren't reading it. So I am. Uh, so actually, I'm Johnny Fever. There's a great WKRP in Cincinnati <laughs> episode where <laughs> they do a drink test and Johnny Fever gets better. The Howard been here <laughs> gets better the more he drinks. Guys, that's me. Um... I don't know what the scenario is, absent... I mean, I think he has to get a draft grade back middle, second round, or lower. Um, I don't... I mean, there's no indication that's the case, but... Mm. I mean, no, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. It's just right mm, now, no. most people on the draft board have him yeah, in the first round. But And, I, but I and mean, then Tua getting hurt changes that too. Yeah, but once people start
2: digging into this stuff, the first thing that they always look at is completion percentage. It's okay. always the first thing they look at to see how the transfer's over, and that is not going well for him this year. All right. And uh, so I don't know, man. Uh, uh, if you're looking for silver lining and the fact that From has not really been from this year, I know that we're all – I agree. If he gets, a, if he gets back into a report that says he'll go mid-second round or before,
1: he'll, I think he'll
2: go, and he should go. I don't know. I'm but I mean, to wonder. But I mean, the report
0: could come back third round. I'm he, starting to wonder. he stays. Yeah.
1: Okay, last question. Uh, it's from Southern Tab, the Cigar Guys. Yeah. He says, uh, if I were a visiting Texan from the beef brisket barbecue land of plenty, where would you steer me in Athens to try to get that Georgia fine pork barbecue?
0: Um, we've answered this question many, many times, but, uh, and I don't, I don't mean to be
1: rude when I say that.
0: There's a couple of places in Athens that do barbecue really well. They aren't really highly praised because they're a little different. I mean, if you just want smoked, smoked pork, white tiger is your place. I mean, white tiger does it better than anybody. Pulaski Heights, the butt hut's good. Dog on good is good. I feel like I'm.
2: Target the place, the place next to the, by the national. Yeah, down downtown. From downtown, right? Yeah.
0: Um, look, there's, there's, I don't think there's any place in Athens that does terrible. Frankly, I mean, you know, there's, there's no place that Chili's, it. Chili's is bad. <laughs> yeah, Chili's is bad. Arby's is bad. But um, there's <laughs> no, they got they the meats. There's no place in town that that sauces their barbecue, uh, their, their barbecue pork. There's no place in town that uh, it, it doesn't appear that they cheat. Um, and there's no place in town that that, that boils boils before they smoke. So So
1: where does Tony go when you can't cook your own? Where are you going? And it's not a necessary endorsement. Because where
0: I live, Hot Thomas. Um, But, you know, if I'm downtown, if I'm in town, I'm going to probably go to White Tiger.
2: Good choice. I go to the Pine and El Barrio (laughs) and Root they do have a pork taco main, at El Barrio. And the Five Points Bottle Shop.
0: I mean, but but they, their pork tacos is it's really, really good. good. And it's clear that they put some fault into how they cook the pork.
1: You know, and it's weird because I hate coleslaw. I hate it with a passion. However, if it's on a taco or something with barbecue, I will eat it.
0: What? What's coleslaw done to you?
1: I don't like it. I don't like vegetables. So that's why I don't like coleslaw. All right. Last one. This was a uh, last minute, uh, edition, literally emailed about an hour ago from a guy named Jamie Reynolds. Um, I can appreciate this kind of hustle. Uh, he says, uh, I'm a 45 year old creating music my whole life and know almost nothing on how to promote it. I do know I love the dogs and I believe in this song about the dogs like none other that I've written. It took me three years from the time I wrote George Bulldogs on my mind to finally get enough time to record it. Finally, I have a finished product and need your help to get the word out. I'm hoping to get the word out about the song and I'm willing to play it live on the air, do interviews and open to any other ideas. If you'd be interested in helping me out with promoting the song, I will do everything in my power to help spread the word about your podcast. Would you be interested in helping each other out?
0: Is he coming Sunday? Saturday?
1: That,
2: honestly, like here, here's the answer to that question. What's his name? Jamie, Jamie. Reynolds.
1: Okay. James.
2: Here's me. The- <laughs> I'm just going by, J- he's going to earn Jamie where he's going to go by James until, uh, till uh, no, Jamie's fine. Um, you come to our thing Saturday You bring your guitar You play that song for us We'll record it And we'll play it on this podcast on
1: Sunday I was going to try to play it
2: No, don't play it He, has, play to, it. he has to show oh, up Oh, okay He has to show up <laughs> well, and play it Jamie <laughs> Jamie Jamie, uh, you show up And you come to the thing Saturday Scott got out of And you one. play that song for us, unless they lose. In which it's case, a well, good song. I listened to it earlier. I, I believe you, but the listeners don't get to hear it. Kind of Southern rock. What did he say? What did he say? In that? He said, listen, because ha- right now, you know what? I, listen. That's right. This is all the rage these days. It's a little thing called quid pro quo. <laughs> and if he goes out there and he said on there, he said, he said, he said, he said that uh, I will promote your podcast however I can. If you promote my song So I'm going to go ahead and say That uh, we're going to withhold our aid to you Until you come to our Saturday uh, post game show And play the song And if you do that We will give you what you
1: want You know Jamie it's funny um, I had it keyed up to play But I don't have a Spotify account And so my 30 minutes of uninterrupted listening was uh, Had ended So it didn't play So that's where Will was able to jump in And I'll, I'll, I, just I can't play it. seems like a so. good
0: thing. So as an expert on on these matters, I will say that that is not the normal way of things happening.
1: <laughs> so we'll, we'll get the word out. I, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Hold on. Are we still recording? Yeah. Oh, God. Please be still <laughs> okay. recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw a lot of customers. you got some stuff to do. So we got uh, – All office. I know is I, I talked to my father,
2: and he said uh, he was worried about me coming here and telling the truth today about Jamie and his guitar but uh, I said no this is the WSLS podcast and we speak and if I tell the truth on this show we are not back on one of those lesser podcasts yes we're not some third world podcast not third world podcast you can come out here and speak the truth
1: so we did uh, we did get some podcast reviews Um, we'll Oh, look at this. Hi, the Thanks, dad. Hey. And we're going to skip the podcast reviews <laughs> because my dad's i was very worried about your father. Let me, let me answer I'm this. I'm going to use the bathroom while you're doing yeah. this. Oh, he hung up.
0: Oh. Um, okay, well, I am not using the bathroom.
1: Or am I? <laughs> You got anything to talk about for Philip? Well, it's interesting.
0: So I went to uh, I went to my son Charlie's band concert tonight. They did the veterans thing, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I was thinking about your dad because you went to the veterans thing.
1: I did at OCMS. At OCMS. I even wrote the principal uh, an email yeah. talking about how impressed I was. Keith's with it. a good guy. He is. Uh,
0: Keith Carter is the principal at OCMS. A fantastic guy. Um, they did the music. They did and did the call, the roll call of services. And it was
1: really impressive. And
0: my dad was there. So he got to stand up. Oh, the cool. Course. So I thought that was. You You know,
1: my uh, my favorite part of that whole ceremony at uh, Oconee Middle School, I've educated my oldest son and actually all my kids, all three of them, about the service from my father in Vietnam and their great grandfathers. You know, my paternal grandfather served in the third army in in Europe, made it back and fought over there in parts of Germany and France and uh, was on a half track, kind of commanded one of those 50 cal machine guns on it. So what I'm getting at is that the history of the service in our family has not been lost on my sons. And so when they did the Veterans Day ceremony, they asked kids who had family members serve in certain branches of the military stand. And when they played the Air Force song, I saw Jack stand up Yeah. and he sat back down and then they played like the Navy song. And then when they played, played the Army. Army song, he stood back up again in honor of his great-grandfathers. Pretty and cool. That really just sent chills down my spine on it. So, yeah, yeah great had, job by we, OCMS. We had
0: that tonight because my dad was in the Air Force, mm-hmm. uh, like your dad. And then my... And my dad. All and of us yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Air Force. Uh, and then my my maternal grandfather was in the uh, 7th Armored and fought the Battle of Bulge in... One of my daughters stood up because she knows that. We've talked about it. And Charlie, of course, was playing trombone, so he couldn't stand up. And my youngest... Didn't stand up because she didn't know.
1: It's hard to stand up when you're playing trombone. It's,
0: uh, it's, it's hard to walk and play trombone, which is why he's going to play trumpet in the band next year.
1: Smart. Smart. Dad just texted me said, oh, I think you're doing a podcast tonight. <laughs> just call later. So I'll call him later. Um, so what I was getting at before Will had to run an errand, we did get some podcast reviews. Appreciate that. Uh, but... We're going to table that for another show. Is that the yeah, right Yeah, thanks way? for listening, guys. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. it. We're running thanks very late this, yep. this week's show. Extremely late. So we're going to get into uh, fun office pools, and the first game on the board is... Da, 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 da. I
0: have a question. Yeah. Who's leading? Oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to be able to.
2: I like, I, I like that you tried to rush into that, Scott.
1: Get, I'm, I know, get because I I'm, I'm think I'm 112.
2: I'm not worried about where you
1: or I are. All right, the season. It's loading. It's not guys, loading, Tony. For, oh, here we go. Oh my gosh. This is the first I've seen of this. Really? I haven't checked. I don't check this stuff. Well, he was first last week. Tony, no, for the season. Yeah, I, he was first last week for the season. Tony, uh, easily, I got a lot going on. I forgot about that. Well, Tony, <laughs> Tony Waller, You're literally playing Tetris right now. <laughs> Tony, Waller, Tony Waller is leading with five hundred fifty-three points. Yay! J.T. Wallington is that a relative? No relation. No relation. Uh, three points behind you with five fifty. Uh, I will say though, if it were a tiebreaker, he's gotten more games correct than you.
0: That's Just not the top breaker.
1: Take some humble pie. His what win is the percentage, percentage is. I
0: bad. don't
1: know. <laughs> um, PA Illini dog is still their dog. Like it feels like that should be the top breaker. Break. Parrish Walton. By the way, shout out to Parrish. I yeah. heard him on a podcast, Matthew Zim, Zimek. I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. He tweeted it out. He was talking about it was completely about Georgia. It was about 80% Georgia, 20% Nebraska. Yeah, that checks out. So I stopped listening after the Georgia part, but he did a great job. Yeah. Fantastic job. So shout out to you, Parrish. Um, Tony or Will, you are ranked what? 30, Twenty something? I was forty-one last week. So no, you moved up. Good. Will, you're ranked thirty-fifth. 35th. 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 hundred twenty-four points. So you're not far behind, Tony. I'm. And I'm uh, if I, could, I just need
2: to whack the thirty-four guys ahead of me. I'm one hundred and seventeenth.
1: All right, That's probably several women. Ahead. You have a lot of whacking to do. <laughs> uh, let's make picks. Uh, I'm better in my head. The first <laughs> one is Phrasing. Uh, hey, this is a slip-up game for you, Will. Illinois and Iowa. Yeah. Um, Illinois, I think it's what, 13 and a half underdogs? 14 and, a 14, and
2: a half. Half, 14 and a half, underdogs. On one hand, Illinois getting the off week was good because they have a lot of guys hurt and they have a lot of guys that need to rest. Eventually, Illinois is going to run into a team that's better than them, and not every break is going to fall their way down the stretch. This feels like the game that happens. Uh, and whatever, Illinois is already in a bowl. They could actually lose this and lose two Northwestern. Go Cats. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And everything's whoa, whoa. still okay. do crazy stuff. Yeah, everything's still okay because they made a bowl. So it would be a bummer, but uh, they're in a bowl. This feels like... Uh, for the record, there are five things that can happen still. that All five things have to happen to get Illinois in the Big Ten Championship game. It can, in fact, still happen. Let's see I'm see if I can name them all. I'll just try to do it fast. Illinois has to beat Iowa. They have to beat Northwestern. They need Minnesota to lose to Northwestern, which is obviously going to be tough. They need Wisconsin to lose to Purdue. And then they need Wisconsin to beat Minnesota in the last game of the year. If those five things happen, which for the record, there are two weeks left in the season. Would you go to Indianapolis? No, because I'm not going to go to the Championship game. But I will certainly uh, wrap up the postgame early to go watch Illinois. What time is that? I think it's usually it's 8. 7 o'clock? It's, yeah, yeah. 7 So you could pull
1: like a Deion Sanders where you... Well, I think do that both. T-
2: the problem is, is even 100%. even if I had a jet, a private jet that took me directly from Atlanta to Indianapolis, by the time I landed, Illinois would be down 42 to nothing to Ohio State. So I probably don't need to do that. But uh, that would be fun if it happened. But I do
0: not think, I think it ends very quickly. I think Illinois loses to Iowa. Is that game in Iowa City or Champaign? Iowa City. Is it? Hmm. Oh, no. No, no. Yeah. That's a major blunder. Do not, do not <laughs> fight Iowa and Iowa City with, with yeah. death on the line.
1: Not good. Okay. I'll take Illinois, just for what it's worth. <laughs> all right, good man. I mean, what do I have to lose?
0: And it's the first game, so he'll probably make it for 12 keep points. Them ranked, keep them ranked up there.
1: Uh, all right, Michigan and Indiana.
0: I put this game on there, and when I when I put it on there, I thought, well, this isn't that provocative. But, I mean, I watched a lot of the Penn State-Indiana game. My in-laws were at the house, mm. uh, and they are Indiana fans. Indiana hung with Penn they State. Did. They, they did. They played really well. Um, and this game is in Bloomington, right? Mm-hmm. I'm and to, Michigan I'm, has Ohio State next week. I'm willing to pick Indiana. I'm I'm picking Michigan, though, because I
2: think Michigan, we've waited all. we we've been waiting all year to see the Michigan that we all expected we would see. They are peaking at the right time, and I think could give Ohio State a real game in Ann Arbor. I think Michigan keeps it rolling.
1: I'm going to take Indiana because this is the ultimate look-ahead game. And Indiana's good. They're penciled yeah. in for, like, the Gator Bowl or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, uh, Penn State or Ohio State? Ohio State, big. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They're 18 and a half point favorites. Yeah. That's not enough. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech.
0: It, it's, it wasn't
2: very long ago that people were trying to figure out Fuente's buyout, and now it looks like they are going to be in the ACC Championship game. So, uh, not that they're going to get killed, but that is a step forward for. I still feel like he's a really good coach. He's going to get that going. Maybe this is the turning the point. I think they're. Just I think, think they
1: if won. they had beat Notre Dame. And they only lost by one.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, no one is going to beat Clemson in the ACC championship game. But if there is one team that I, f- I feel like has the best chance to scare them a little currently in the ACC, I do think it's Virginia Tech.
1: Give me the Hokies. BC at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame.
0: I mean, yeah, give
1: me Notre Dame. NC State at Georgia Tech.
0: <laughs> Sproul's game is
1: dumb. <laughs> Minus two and a half. Georgia Tech. Georgia
0: Tech is favored in this football game, guys. <laughs> I
2: don't see this at all. Yeah, North Carolina State is very. There's a little bit of a checking out for the season sort of thing.
1: But They've lost four of five, and they yeah. only beat Syracuse by six.
0: Yeah. I I can't,
1: in good conscience, pick Georgia Tech. However, quickly, who has Georgia Tech beat this year?
0: Um. Well, they beat North Carolina. No. Who was it? The, they, they beat somebody in conference. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" for Miami. Sure. Oh, Miami. That's of course, right. That. And then... South Florida. Was it South Florida? Or was it Georgia State?
1: I mean, That's interesting. you subtract four points from that South Carolina win or South Florida win and then a touchdown to Miami, they're 0 for the season. Yeah.
2: Which, for the record, is, I think people saw that as a real possibility
1: going in.
0: Because, yeah, I, I had them at two.
1: So, uh, NC State? Yes, NC State. Uh, Georgia Southern, Arkansas State. Both 6-4. and four. It's in Jonesboro. So Arkansas State's favored by a point and a hook. Can
2: you tell this is the week before Thanksgiving, by the way? Like, it's weird because Georgia's playing Texas A&M. It doesn't feel like it's that week. mm -hmm. But this is usually when Georgia's playing Charleston Southern. This is
0: easily the the second longest I've taken to pick the games. Yeah, because this
2: is usually the week where Georgia, like, is stomping. playing Charleston
0: Southern. Yeah, Yeah. so. Uh, Arkansas State.
1: Arkansas State. Take Southern. Texas at Baylor. Can Baylor bounce back? Baylor's gonna be the darks not out them.
2: Uh, I don't think so. This is my this is my upset pick this week. I uh, Baylor was impressive, but like that feels like that feel like I don't know what you guys have noticed. What happens when teams go up twenty eight three and then lose, <laughs> and what happens to them afterwards? Um, but uh, uh, I'm actually gonna
1: go ahead and pick Texas here. Did you see that the Falcons tweeted out just a face palm emoji after that game? <laughs> they did. <laughs>
0: That's leaning I, in. Yeah. I did, I did
1: like
2: that. Uh, that uh, I think Fox. I think Fox Sports College Football page had a picture of Brady celebrating, a picture of Baylor looking sad, and a picture of Lovey Smith. And I was like, this is the one time that Lovey and Tom Brady are going to be in the same. Because of course that Georgia Illinois game was twenty eight
1: three. Okay, so this is for bowl eligibility. Maybe Tennessee at Missouri. <laughs>
0: I mean, is Missouri going to score a touchdown ever again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is wild to think when you think look back at the beginning yep, of the season, yep. the idea that what's this, what's the spread in this game?
1: Five and a half, Missouri.
2: I mean, the idea that Tennessee would be in the ballpark in this game is kind of wild. When you look, yeah. at, like, never mind before the season. How about after Tennessee lost at home to Georgia State in Week One? The idea, and to be fair, Missouri lost to Wyoming, but then you know, we I, I lost
0: the fluky way.
2: Yeah, I'm going to pick Tennessee in this game. Give me Missouri.
1: You know, if you look at it, a nice little three-team parlay taking underdogs. You take NC State plus 2.5, Texas plus 5.5, Tennessee plus
0: 5.5. Make all the monies.
1: Make all the money. Okay, Except and uh, I
0: picked opposite all those. Yeah, I picked all you know, the ones that I just said. The, yeah, NC State, I picked NC State.
1: Going with the underdogs. I got to listen to the guys in first place. Texas A&M at Georgia. <sighs> Texas A&M is ranked. They, have not they been, are ranked. They They're, have not been ranked since week Six. I don't think they're in this, Week seven. the CFP rankings. Are they? See, uh, they, they are, no. Yeah, uh, they took a loss the same weekend we lost to South Carolina because we dropped from three to ten, and they dropped from twenty-four to not ranked. Yeah, and they have reappeared. Not in the CFP rankings, though. I'm just looking at the AP no, poll. They're not in the CFP. Yeah,
0: rankings. they played Alabama that weekend.
1: We kind of know how this is going to go. We've seen it the past couple of weeks with Georgia. We broke down on how. Texas a and likes to hold the ball they have had some success recently offensively and defensively and they run that weird well it used to not be weird but it is now where they're touting how they have that two-back approach I mean I don't see how this game is not close and I don't see how this game is not in the 20s with both teams so uh, it's going to be another, another nail-biter again well I'll restate it's not again where we were blowing teams out by at least two touchdowns and everybody's just having fun celebrating in Sanford Stadium. It's going to be one of those, I see it very similar to Florida, very similar to Missouri, very similar to Auburn where Georgia gets out in front but doesn't just put them away like you think they could and I see it being 27-23. Georgia wins.
2: I would love to see Georgia do something more definitive this week. Uh, this is the last time I'll we'll have to do it. Uh, what we've seen from Georgia the last two years is them really getting rolling into the SEC championship game, and I know everyone was excited after they beat Alabama, after they beat Auburn after they beat Florida, but I don't think either one of those wins were. I mean they were they were clearly the better team, um, but neither one felt. Again, Ark, I keep going back to this, Ark Stady. I'd like to see that happen this week, but it is worth remembering this is probably the best quarterback other than Ian Book and maybe the best quarterback in general that Georgia has faced all year. There, facing an actual starter for once. Uh, I don't think Kellen Mond is great, but I think he causes them more trouble than, uh, uh, than almost anyone they faced in a while. And uh, just... Be careful of playing this game too conservative. I'm really worried about that. Uh, I do think Georgia hangs on, but I felt more. I mean, I had the I had a pretty big spread in the Auburn game. I can't do that on this one. I'm going to pick Georgia 27, Texas A&M 24. Wow. Well,
0: one of the things I keep thinking about is Texas A&M special teams have looked. Pedestrian. Their field goal game has been fine, but not great. Uh, They give up a strange number of returns on punts, although their punter is decent. I can't think past what happened last weekend, a field position game, where um, Georgia is going to probably try to run the ball an awful lot. I think they will have more success against Texas A&M than they did against Auburn. Frankly, that also leads me to believe that Texas A&M either... Gets behind and has to take some shots, or maybe even gets ahead and gets goes into a little bit of a shell. The wild card here is um, the tight end has always been a safety valve in Jimbo's offenses. They do have a really good freshman tight end and Jalen uh, Watermeyer, and that concerns me some. We haven't seen that happen since the Notre Dame game, maybe. Or maybe the game after I don't remember Florida maybe Florida maybe a little bit yeah Florida, um so you know that's something to keep an eye on but you know I think that under is safe here especially if it rains I think the I think the line at fourteen and a half fills, especially if it rains feels big I also don't think it's going to be quite that close um so give me twenty seven seventeen. All right, last home game of
2: the year. Let's also not forget that. By oh, I'm the way, so
0: bummed, guys.
1: I, I do want to. I, I feel bad because we didn't mention that Carmada won the Rodrigo
0: oh, Blankenship
1: special teams player, player of the week. Of the
0: week, and, uh, and
1: deserved every single. Yeah,
0: Monty play. Rice was defensive player of the week. That's right. Yeah, it was like look, it, look Camara, he's my, my large adult son, man. That guy just <laughs> grew up in front of all of us. So <laughs> proud of him. Yeah, but let's let's all go out like the, it's a perfect tailgate
2: time. It's the last game of the year, we're rain gonna, or shine, guys. We're, we're gonna be like we're gonna be begging for this in June. Yeah, so uh, get out there and have a good time, and come see us at the Foundry afterwards, uh, rain or shine, win or lose. So we're going to the Foundry after the game. Foundry after the game, the Foundry after the game. Can't wait. Where we are. All right, everyone. Good home season, everybody. Uh, go dogs. Go dogs.
1: thanks so much for listening if you don't already make sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at wsls podcast we're doing a new thing that you just don't see on many instagram accounts and it has received a lot of very good feedback thus far from our instagram followers so go check it out just trying to continue to provide you new relevant and unique information and social media entertainment of course twitter is always the best way to share a quick comment or question for us and the handle is the same over there at wsls podcast and we always appreciate your attention And you know how you've been hearing us talk about El Barrio and the Pine Five Points Bottles and the Root all season long? If you're in Athens this week, or really whenever you're in Athens, maybe you live here like the three of us do. Check out the show notes page of this episode to see the menus and all of the specials that those restaurants and that Liquor store. Yeah, I would almost call it a bar. No, it's not a bar. It's a liquor store. It's Five Points Bottles. Just check check out the show notes, and you'll find out kind of the, the fun stuff they got going on at all times. And, yeah, that'll do it for episode 210. Good luck to Coach Crean and the Bulldogs tonight versus the Jackets. It's night, Wednesday night, or maybe they already beat them. Hopefully they already beat them if you're listening to this in the future, dear future listener. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. We'll see you on campus. Rain or shine for one final Athens-Georgia tailgate for 2019. And as always, go dogs.